Welcome to Super House. Snarf, snarf, snarf. Hey guys, it's Super House, episode 51. But uh, this episode, we're going to talk about um, first is the Logan trailer. We're going to talk about that kick ass red band trailer. Uh, and then we're going to get to the split review. There's a lot of spoilers here, so watch out. Doing Code Orange's new album, which came out a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, resist. Darkest Timeline, episode 51. <laughs> Super House. Let's do it. Now we're going to move on to the Logan trailer. Um, mainly the Red the Band trailer, trailer, I'm assuming. Yeah, the Red Band Ugh. final trailer, which I mean, is fucking awesome. Uh, it's looking fucking great, but uh, Maddie, I feel like you got Ugh. the fucking uh, the, the most to say about this, so take it away. I mean, oh, man, I, lo- mm. I love Wolverine. Like, when people are like, oh, because everyone goes to him. I get it. He's cool. I just, you know, I, w- I was thinking about this. I was like... I like Nightcrawler. There's other like X-Men or Marvel characters like, but I always come back to Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I just love him. I, I think one one of my favorite comics I remember getting as a kid is when he fights a werewolf. Um, and I just was like, Wolverine can fight horror creatures? Like, what? This oh, is yeah. amazing. I need more of it. You know, like, that just, like, I, I just, I love it. Um, I, I really want this movie to be great. We finally need, like, an R-rated Wolverine movie. Um, I think this movie looks great. Uh it's like looks kind of Mad Max-ish. Down. Looks uh, it's got X23 in it. And I remember when the first little teaser or the first trailer came out, a lot of people were like, no, she's not gonna do anything, and Wolverine's gonna do everything. Well, James Mangold said, fuck all y'all. Because this little girl <laughs> is, this this little girl is fucking berserker mode, like 24-7, it seems. Cause uh I, I was like, oh shit, she's doing more brutal shit than I've seen Wolverine do in seven fucking movies or however movies he's in, you know, like, uh, she's like ripping dude's arms off. I, that, I love the scene where she comes out and throws down the handcuffs mm-hmm. and that guy's like, no, don't, don't. And then she's like, claws are pops. And she's like, slashes him in the face. It looks like I was like, damn, like Wolverine's going to have his hands full. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it looks great. I think we're finally going to get like a, just a cool, like, you know, just like down to earth, like Wolverine, like, uh, you know, I think it'll also have a lot of heart to it too. I think we'll probably, I think I'll probably, there are going to be moments I'm going to tear up in this movie. I can guarantee it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it just looks like a fun movie. It looks like they're setting it kind of from what I've read, they're setting it outside of the universe several years. Like, like, I think it takes place in like 2029, um, mm-hmm. So, like, they can kind of do stuff in between. So, this could be a standalone Wolverine. This could just be an alternate universe, depending on... Because I know that X-Men movie's coming out. So, who knows, like, what they're going to do with Wolverine at this point. But I just like that the studio went, here's an R rating. Here you go, James Mangold. Hugh Jackman. So let's see what the fuck you can do with this. <clears throat> and, then, like, I just... I think the trailer looks great. Every... I've watched it, like, five times now. And it, I'm just so excited it comes out March 3rd. Because this seems like a movie I'm going to be like, i got to wait till summer for this bullshit? Oh, my God. It's going to take so long to get here. But it's like, it's, you know, it's like a couple, it's like a month away. It's like a couple months away. So it just looks great. I, man, it's, I'm so excited. It's about excited. a month and a week away. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I just, I think it looks 
it looks great, man. Uh, and people who've seen like the first 40 minutes say it's really great. Like that 40 minutes is awesome. Uh, you know, in the red band trailer, we're going to see some blood. I'm, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, after watching like the green band, I was like, ah, whatever. I mean, I, I know as an adult, when he puts his claws into someone, they're bleeding and they're dead. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> but I like that. I also like the little snippet where he goes, uh, Pat, uh, Charles Xavier goes, I'm fucking 90 years old. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. I, I need to hear that. Charles Xavier curse. I want this rated R X-Men <laughs> movie. And uh, Wolverine, uh, Logan will bring it. Uh, you know, I just hope there's not a big fucking silver mech at the end of this shit. Cause I enjoyed the Wolverine oh, up until that moment. I think they made a solid Wolverine movie with the Wolverine until that last bit. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I just hope that doesn't happen, and it seems like it's going to be a little more uh, not so fantastical, I guess, since the villains seem kind of, you know, they're half, like, mech and mm-hmm. half robot and stuff, so it doesn't seem like we're going to have some, like, super-powered mutant he has to fight or something. It seems like it's going to be stuff that him and Laura can, like, take on. But, um, yeah, I, I'm honestly just... I'm really excited. My, one of my other favorite scenes in that trailer is when he's fighting in the woods and you're like, oh, this is a really cool fight scene. And then Laura comes out of nowhere, jumps over him, takes that dude out. And I was like, oh my God, the fight scenes between these two yeah. could be so well choreographed. This could just be fucking incredible. Like some of the best like fight scenes in a, like a Marvel movie or something. Like, ah, oh, just can't wait. That's it. That's all I have to say. Someone else say something. <laughs> so Joey, you, you are, I think the, I don't know, Maddie might, but you're the only Superhouse member that goes to this comic shop every Tuesday or oh, Wednesday. I, I don't. About every Wednesday, yeah. I, I kind of just let it stack up now and go maybe once a month. <laughs> yeah, but you're fucking Oswald's fucking about Wolverine. Didn't you say Wolverine is your favorite character of all time? Yes. Okay, so take it away, Joey. <laughs> I'm excited for it, man. Like, you know, they're kind of taking, like, the the old man mm-hmm. Logan route, you know, it's obviously not going to be exactly like the comics. It's just kind of the setting that they're putting this movie in. X 23 is in it. You know, you see now have like a little Wolverine character that Logan can take care of, you know, it's like a, it's like a last of us type oh film. God, yes. Uh, <laughs> except without, you know, uh, 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 zombies or whatever you want to call them in the, in the video game, you know, you've got, I think they're the Marauders, but they're, yeah, they- is that what they're calling the Marauders? Yeah, I think they are actual villains within the X Men yeah, universe. Okay. So. Um, and I haven't really gone into too much detail about like who they are. I kind of want to keep that a surprise. Like, um, I don't remember exactly like who the the main villain in the Marauders is, like the sort of leader. Uh, but anyway, um, I want to know. I, I see the trailer and I see Wolverine's like he's busted up. I guess when they're like standing at a gravesite or something. They just buried somebody, um, yeah. and I want—I want to know like what the hell like fucked him up so bad. But like, just seeing like X twenty three like not take any shit whatsoever. Dude. Like she's mm-hmm. not fucking around. She's not don't a fuck with like her Pringles. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with her Pringles. <laughs> I wonder if she's gonna have the because <laughs> in the comic she she has her two claws on each hand. Yeah, so she's got toe claw. Oh, dude, I oh, hope they fucking do it. I hope they fucking do it. Really? So I'm wondering if that's going to happen. Maybe that might be something that pops out at the end. Like, oh shit! Didn't oh, know they had that. For sure. Yeah, you know, might not do it. <laughs> yeah. So that's so, interesting. Um, you know, Xavier's in there. I don't know exactly why he's still around. Um, yeah. I'm fine with it, but I'm sure I'll figure it. Out. I'll find out when I see it. But 
Hugh I'm Jackman has said, told us this week that this movie is not X-Men movie canon. Yeah. That's not what he said specifically. Wait, so clarify me, Stefan. He said that it doesn't fit into the X-Men film universe necessarily. Okay. But James Mangold had also come out and said, like, he told specifically, like, when the timeline is going on. And his quote was, like, what James Mangold said was that I got as far away from the X-Men film universe as Mm -hmm. I could in terms of the timeline in order to have enough elbow room to work whatever. So, okay. Wants, okay. Yeah. so I feel like I feel like for those two quotes to come out at a at, at the similar time, it seems like Hugh Jackman's understanding is like, you you know, like this. It doesn't connect to the other X Men films, which is true. When James Mangold says like, "I got as far away from those as I could," which is not like, um, you know, which is not what's the word? Uh, not uh, not canon. Not that it's not canon, but it's not like or it's understandable that he would have moved farther away from what the films have developed because they're such a mess. You know, there's a lot of good things in the X-Men films, but there's also a lot of a mess, whether it's bad, whether it's bad or good. In days of future past, it's like 2024 is when we meet them in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So Logan is set in 2029, which isn't too far, which isn't too far. Yeah. But it's, it's not too but, far, but it's far enough where you can like be like, okay, so the world is kind of right, a wasteland. Right. Um, right. To Joey, it's not the Marauders; it's the Reavers, and they were Reaver. they showed up. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. They showed up in Age of Apocalypse. Wait. So, Joey, continue. What were you saying? Did you say everything you wanted to say? Um. Yeah. I think. I think. You know. I'm excited. I. I want to see the whole. You know. I want to see X23. The sort of old man Logan, like these like dudes out in the desert, like sort of Mad Max style. I want to know who the dude is in the hat with the like uh, goggles and the the the, the face mask drape. Like I want to see. I want to know who that guy is. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking it might be the 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 original like doctor who created Wolverine, yeah. but I don't know. Um, I, I kind of want to stay in the dark about that one. I I got so uh, excited after the first little teaser dropped. I was like, I need to know as much as possible without spoiling the movie. <laughs> like, I need to know nice. who that was. I need to know who these villains are. I need to know who the main bad guy is. Like, I just need to know. I don't care what the story is. I'm not gonna go back and read the comics. It needs all things. I just needed. I just I needed to set up a little bit of disinformation because I wasn't familiar with who these villains, these cyborg dudes were. Mm-hmm. So I needed to know who that was. And then what happens is you start reading, and then you just keep reading. And then they say stuff, and you go, "Damn it! Why? Why'd I do that?" And so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Reavers with um, Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I think these yeah. were the guys I was thinking about, but saying Marauders. Yeah, I, I mean, it's very like the names, like it's a group of people. But yeah, Stefan, tell me what you thought. You hated it, didn't you? Don't tell me out loud. <laughs> Keep it a secret. Don't say it out loud. If you hate it, me. lie to me, please. For sake of upholding my reputation, this shit sucks. No, I'm just kidding. um um, i think oh man lot to say my favorite moment in the entire trailer you hear um uh how does it set it up or you know like professor x says something and logan's like i don't want to talk about it and professor x is like well logan and then he turns around and he's just like stop you know like there's so much drama there and you have no idea why or what it is, but I love the relationship that they're building between professor X and Logan. I love that. It's Patrick Stewart, like James Mangold. 
you know, he's kind of like in terms of like his iconicness has flown under the radar with the movies that he's made, but dude's a solid filmmaker. And he's like, he's very much interested in telling an interesting story. Even in Wolverine, you like, you strip down the ending, you strip down like the parts you don't like there's meat there. There's, you know, there's, there's protein in these fucking things. So I, well, just to say, I like to um, go ahead, dude. No, no, it's good. I like I love the emotion that they're pulling out of Wolverine because it's anymore it's not like you know just brushing the side a guy or brushing this guy aside because he's brooding or he's just like he's just like being mad about something or whatever it's just like go into the emotional context of his character through Professor X which I think is amazing because considering the world that we're presented with in this trailer there is no cyclops there is no gene there is no like, you know, the pivotal mutants that have created the dynamics of all these things. We have to consider that this is a world where all those mutants have died and the professor has stayed alive. And Wolverine, of course, is still alive because of his healing factor. But we know that's called into question. And it's like, you know, all those things will be consi- all those things will be hopefully like d- explored within that relationship. It's like it's very fatherly, even considering that Wolverine might be older than Professor X. Yeah, he you is, know? right? Yeah. 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 You know, and it seems like the model that they're playing this off of is like, um, what's that movie? A Perfect World. Kevin Costner. You have such a great movie. What are the what are the other movies in the road? I, this you is know, you have. Thelma and Louise. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's oh, this the movie Wolverine... should be called Logan and Laura on a car trip. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I fucking I hated the death of Wolverine. I hated it so much. Oh, that comic. Kind of really? Like it, you know, it's it's so rushed through and everything. It is, but it is very it's in, it's interesting to see you know like the father daughter relationship between Wolverine and Laura because this is a relationship we've seen in the films with logan and rogue Rogue. which isn't which isn't completely on point but we've also seen it with logan and jubilee which is i think a little bit more resonates with us a little Mm -hmm. bit more um but you know it's always that father-daughter kind of thing and the thing i think this is true about wolverine i think it's true about batman where we are now with these characters is you know they they need to pass forward but they need to pass on what they know how they are so this like father daughter relationship is kind of like the movie audiences are concerned is untread territory, and and I feel like as it's just the comic perfect book setup, movie you know? going seeing seeing audiences. right yeah I think yeah. like we haven't really seen this this fatherly relationship to any other character outside of like a Jedi kind of story or something like that. But but my point with Logan is just that, you know, we're seeing Logan. That's why I think the title is so great, is we're seeing Logan with these different dimensions of conflict that he has to face. Because, like, the X-Men movies, it was pretty clear do or how he fit into all the rest of the characters. But all those characters conceivably are gone yeah. now. And, you know, for a story being about the last mutant, that is, you know, like, because Laura's a clone, 
yeah. not like the last natural mutant. But Wolverine is in this world, as far as we know from the trailers. And so this motherfucker saw the legacy of all the X-Men, every story you've ever heard, every story they've all been through. He's seen the legacy of all these characters come and go. Testament to who Wolverine is. Because his curse is that he just... You never really know when he's going to die. And the death of Wolverine in itself is kind of a sham because they're just like, oh, we got to get this character out of here because we got to change things up because everything's different now and blah, blah, blah. But I think and I hope that James Mangold team that made this movie that and they're like this. And I think it shines through in the title by them calling it Logan. It's subtle. And it's strong. And it's reflectant. It like hits you right in the X Men fan, like deep in your X Men fan. It's confidence because, and brand recognition yeah. too. It's like they're not even calling it Wolverine; yeah. they're calling it Logan. You know, it's oh, like we've gotten this far man. in comic book movies, and 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 the yeah. the fact that people, regular movie going audiences, know what this is now. Yeah, it, it says something, you know. And that's the thing is like for Hugh Jackman to say like, you know, this doesn't connect to the X-Men films or whatever. I feel like the sentiment is it stands on its own. And this is like his swan song, not only for the character, but also for like, this is his moment, you know, like Hugh Jackman has built an amazing career out of being cast as a fucking superhero and it's yeah. a testament to all the fucking superhero movies that are out now and all the A-list celebrities that are a part of that. He was really like a pioneering kind of voice there. And it's a testament to Brian Singer and it's a testament to the people that made those early X-Men movies that, you know, they, they really created something. And whether or not fans stick around or dig them or whatever, it's just like. Hugh Jackman has re- not only reinvented the character of Wolverine from the five to uh, character he was initially invented as to this whole new thing. And I feel like Logan is like the opus of, of that character on screen. Yeah, that to me, that's the most interesting thing about <laughs> it is that, that, that they, they all know this is Hugh Jackman's last the last movie as Wolverine. Mm, I don't know about but by that Deadpool shot. I think Wolverine's going to show up in Deadpool it's, too. Look, it is possible. Yeah. It is totally possible. But the last right. feature film that he's doing, yeah. Yeah. it's like Hugh Jackman and James Mangold. Like, look, let's go for the goals. Our last time, yeah. this is an R-rated one. We're not even calling this yeah. Wolverine. We're calling it Logan. We are going to do yeah. every fucking thing. Every Wolverine fan in the world is going to fucking love our asses after they see this movie. You know, it's. I, I feel like they're going to just just. The fact that Hugh Jackman is going to be essentially cycled out, you know, I hate to use that expression, but basically that's seemingly that's what's going to happen. That is 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 maybe a sign. I don't know the inner workings of this movie and the the inner workings of Hollywood surrounding it, but it seems to me that the fact that it's their last one and all that, it's it's they're they're kind of giving them some leeway and they're going to do they're going to make the movie that they want to make. Mm-hmm. And that aspect, I think, I'm I'm really excited about. And the fact that it's rated R says a lot, dude. Because there's a lot of gore. A dude that has three claws that come out of his mm-hmm. hands, mm-hmm. that that gives you a lot, you know. Um, and we've seen a lot with this trailer. So I mean, we might even have some like 
you know, some professional type shit happening where it's like a guy yeah, training a girl or, or at least a, a young girl paired with an older badass dude. You might see some influence of that. So Leon, the professional. Yeah. Yeah. Leon, the professional. I'm, I'm super I, excited about yeah. it. The trailer is I, like the trailer's better than any of the other Wolverine movie trailers too. You know, like you can't judge a movie entirely by the trailer, of course, but it's looking real, real good from the from this trailer especially yeah. that ran red band trailer you know mm-hmm. yeah the emotion alone just <clears throat> evoked in these two trailers man is like really heavy and the yep. very first time i saw this first trailer i was just like eh, it looks kind of like something you know like you know insert reference here it looks kind of like something we've seen before or something like that but then i remember seeing it on a bigger screen and then the second trailer is just like they you know it's you know it's a lot of things it's a combination of a lot of things post deadpool um uh you know it's like the r rating and indie director at his heart you know what i mean like they're really getting a lot of room to play around with emotion and i feel like this second trailer has been the most emotional we've in pretty much ever and that's just in a few glimpses you know one of my favorite scenes is uh, where they're sitting around the table and they're laughing and Laura's laughing uh, for that little, I like that moment. I don't know what's happening there, but that moment's really great in this trailer. Cause you could just have had a super action trailer. Just like mm-hmm. Wolverine's going to kill a lot of fucking people. And so is this little girl done, 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 sold millions of tickets. But that little, like, I, I can't wait to see how that scene fits into this. And like, just, I, man, it just looks really good. Like it looks like, it looks like you could take if this movie was just called Logan and he wasn't playing Wolverine and it was just there was no like superhero element or wasn't tied into Marvel. If you can take that element out of this movie and still be like, damn, that would make a good movie if none of that shit was in there. <laughs> I think that'll be the testament of this movie, because it's like the reason I like The Dark Knight so much as I feel like you can take all the Batman shit out of it. And that still would be a solid thriller cop bad guy movie. You know, that's I think how a superhero movie should be written. You should kind of write it without the action and the superpowers first. Get the drama down first, dude, and then add the other shit. And then you go, oh shit, drama. This guy has claws. Let's kill some motherfuckers. Right. You know, like I mean, that's like it's kind of why I like a lot of Del Toro movies because I feel like he sets his movies up for the most part like Pan's Labyrinth, Devil's Backbone. They're just dramas, but he goes. What if there's some weird creatures in here or a creepy ass little <laughs> ghost boy? And you go, yes, please give me that. <laughs> uh, and that's why I think like the, like Pan's Labyrinth and Devil's Backbone are some of my favorite films. And I think Logan is, I think James Mangold and Hugh Jackman and the writers sat down and go, what, like, what do you want Hugh Jackman for your last Wolverine movie to be? James Mangold, what do you want to direct? Because like Stephen was saying, most besides like 310 to Yuma, he's mostly done like kind of indie stuff, very dramatic stuff, you know, like, I mean, the dude can handle action. But I just feel like it's going to be very story-driven. There's going to be a lot more going on. We'll probably get a little, a little more backstory to Wolverine within this universe, maybe some questions answered. I'm really excited to see, like, because basically what you have is Grandpa, the son, and then the daughter. And it's like James Mangold, he's like, I wanted to make, like, a Little Miss Sunshine movie, you know? Like, it's a road trip with Grandpa the son, and then a little girl. They all just happen to be mutants and fucking badasses, you know? So, I mean, that's, like, going to be just an interesting, like, going into that movie. It's not going to... 
it's not gonna be uh it's not gonna be like our normal run of the mill kind of Marvel action set piece kind of thing, you know? Like it's I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to see like how good it is and like if the story's there and the drama and then yeah. like you know I I just think it from that I first kinda, trailer I was like sold. Take my I money. I kind of feel like even if it does <laughs> I kind of feel like yeah, exactly. Like if even if it doesn't hold up to the film we are imagining or hoping for in our minds, like those few glimpses we've seen in these trailers are pretty fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, for these characters that we've seen on screen that we've hoped and wished for to be this and to be that and to be this, but we, you know, we get what we get. The X-Men movies, especially. And now like they've afforded themselves maybe because it's after Deadpool or whatever, but, um, they've afforded themselves this room to like kind of work in and just really like, you know, it, to me, it already looks like a samurai film, you know, the way that they're oh, yeah. approaching these kind of things. It's just the tone of it, the, the characters and everything. So I'm, re- I mean, and this is the director of fucking last samurai. No, that was Edward. No, 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 that's not mistaken. Yeah. All right. I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole, but, <laughs> but it does look, not that even looks like anything, but just what we've seen so far, the 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 how it stimulated my imagination. I think our imagination is is, is pretty powerful as X Men fans, and and whatever. So if we can just take a moment and bathe in this. Wonderful... Well, like yeah, like what's interesting <laughs> is 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 that you have Marvel now making well Fox via Marvel. They're making. R-rated superhero movies. This grittier, darker tone superhero movie. And to me, again, look, sorry WB, but this is your fucking wake-up call. Like, they're literally making R-rated movies with superheroes that are darker and grittier than Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Even yeah. Marvel is doing the darker and grittier part better than you are, and you're supposed to be handling this fucking part. You know, you're supposed yeah. to be doing this section of superhero movies better than Marvel, but so far you, you you're not. So it's just, and, and also the Netflix series, but that's a whole other topic. But they're they're you know, it's like Marvel. Yes, they have Avengers, the PG-13 audience. They fucking locked down Doctor Strange, whatever. But they've also locked down this fucking R-rated audience now too, with via Deadpool and probably Logan now. You that's know, because so they it's know just, it's, it's frustrating as a DC fan. You know, I've been a DC fan for a while now, and it's just like. Can we please get our fucking act together? Because it's just like Marvel is handling all fucking fronts, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I've liked a lot of, like, when the new 52 came out, I really like what they did with a lot of, like, those kind of, that con- that, that series run. Like, the writers they were getting, the artists they were getting, for the dark stuff, it was great. It's just, like, the, the people they have making their films just don't understand the property properties that they're getting. Or they're giving it to, like, I'd like to see a Zack Snyder Batman you know, like he should have just made a fucking Batman movie. Yeah. He does not need to touch Superman. You need to give that to someone else. You know. Right. right, um, right. Did okay. you guys see, see that thing where the director of Suicide Squad was like, "I should have made the Joker the villain"? It's like, fuck yeah, everybody knew that. <laughs> yeah. Ayer said that yeah. shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, who, like I mean, you, you get a new Joker Poor and he, you don't use him. God. Dude, Dude Ayer Ayer waste. shows up. Ayer showed up at the comic Comic Con last year, I think. Maybe two years ago, I can't remember it at this point. They all kind of run together. But he said, you know, he, dude, he wouldn't even stand, he wouldn't even sit down. He stood up and he was 
you know, talking to Hall H, the huge Hall in, in yeah. Comic Con, and he was he was like, "Who has the best motherfucking villains in the world?" You know, he he fucking is a manly ass dude, and he's just getting the crowd riled the fuck up for Suicide Squad. You know, like this guy has potential, <laughs> man. You know, he's yeah. like. Who has the best villains in the fucking world? You know, he's That's an interesting point you make. Sorry to sidestep you, but Yeah, go go ahead, villains, go ahead, go ahead. The villains of the DC world, you know, that that probably holds a lot more power than the heroes in 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 terms of concerning that considering that Marvel's heroes are so well defined like it might you know, they're making a Harley Quinn Poison Ivy movie, you know what I mean? Like right, right. in DC, fuck with them villains, man. Anyway. Well, I mean, they made a movie called Suicide Squad that's about villains. And it made right. a lot of money. You know, like, he, yeah. he, I mean, know, he kind of knows what he's doing. It's a stepping stone. It's like, like, like that guy made End of Watch and uh, Fury. Like, this is a manly-ass dude making some manly-ass movies, you know? Like, this dude needs to handle, like, the next, like, 300 or some shit, you know? Uh, it's, it's, I'll be interested to see what he does with Gotham Sirens. I think, I think the thing Ayer should have done watching his other films is he should not have done the fantastical supernatural like that should have right, just right, soon right. as that was written he should have been like axe this shit let's put joker in it let's have a bunch of his cronies maybe get another random dc villain from another universe who's you know like i like deathstroke would have been cool to show up in that shit Dude, like him and, and joker could like fucking kill that deathstroke yeah. shit like that would have been a sure. cool fucking movie to watch like and it would have made sense that you need deadshot to come in because Deathstroke is also a fucking like the dude. Yeah, their names for Christ's sake, you know. Fully, fully like, agree. Those two, Ayer would kill it. Ayer would kill yeah, it. Yeah, I mean that would have been great. Like Joker <clears> has to call in Deathstroke because whatever reason. Or there was that Assault on Arkham animated film. Did you guys see that? Actually, have not. They should have just made that fucking movie because it's basically <laughs> like, it's like I forget what this like the storyline is. Like someone's trapped trapped in Arkham. They have to get the Suicide Squad together to go in. Batman shows up in it, um, but Batman's at, like, he's been hurt by, like, the Suicide Squad, so he's at, like, 30% throughout the entire fucking movie, and um, so the whole time they go in to do this one thing, but basically Harley Quinn turns on everyone and releases the Joker, and the Joker becomes a bad guy. And you're like, holy fuck, this is great! That's the movie they should have fucking made. Right. You know, like, it just, I it just as soon as, like, that, as soon as, like, all that, like, fantasy and like magic shit showed up like don't go don't, don't get me wrong i love that shit but it's it's a justice league dark movie i'm telling you i said it from, right, after right, i right. saw this movie i was like if constantine was in that shit and swamp thing i'd have been like this movie's fucking dope it's not you know i i think you hit yeah. the nail on the head i think that ayer really uh needs a character like he needs to focus on deathstroke and deadshot like these kind of gun gun based characters you know it's i mean the way he handled uh police and military and end of watch and fury mm -hmm. that just shows you something man like this is this guy's shit and the way he kind of talks at the at the conventions this is not look he's apparently likes nerdy ass shit but this is a not a nerd you would fuck with have you seen the pic picture of this guy a will fuck you up this is not a fucking nerdy ass director <laughs> yeah He'll punch you in the fucking face you know what i mean <laughs> this <laughs> you know that's basically all I got to say about that. But it, like this guy needs those kind of characters. So we've already made a better Suicide Squad movie. Just talking. Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, essentially yes. Damn it, Hollywood, pay me some money. And we were talking about you, Logan, make... but we, you know, we yeah. get on tangents here at Superhouse. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but we talked about <laughs> Logan. We all we are all into it. The four oh, of us that are here, we're ready for it. We're ready to see it. 
March Beginning 3rd, of March. get fucking here. March 3rd is Logan, and then I think March 24th is Power, Power Rangers. Rangers, so it's going to be a good-ass month for some nerdy-ass shit. From here on, this day shall be remembered as Logan Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to have this. I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt is getting Boy. the shivers. <laughs> yeah, I, we might just have to, like, after we see it, just be like, podcast now. Podcast now. Yeah, for sure. Fuck that. Logan's going to be dope, man. I'm calling you motherfuckers. Like as soon as I see it, if you've seen yeah. it, I'm be like, we need to talk right we now. All, I can't hold this shit in. A, a live tweet to watch it at exactly the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a Facebook live and be like, this is Super House. I'm gonna go see this shit, Logan. I'm about to watch my fucking Logan, my guys. I'm gonna let you know what I think afterwards. Click, come back, looking at my face. That shit was dope. Click. <laughs> <laughs> We talk about it on Sunday. It's a good time to be a comic book movie guy fan. Yeah, I, oh man, I like. I won't stop seeing comic book movies, man. Like I get tired of them, and I like. I think Doctor Strange for me was like when I was like, Origins. Ugh. You know, I'm ready to get into the meat of the characters. You know, like you could have just thrown Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok, and I'd be like, sweet, Doctor Strange is here, and I would have been fine with that. You know, but I will watch every comic book movie that comes out. I think I've seen almost all, all of them. I haven't seen yeah. that Roger Corman Fantastic Four though. <laughs> yeah. But I've even oh, like people were like, "What are like?" I was looking at this ranking of the wor- like worst like Marvel movies from like worst to best, and there's this one they did a TV movie of Man Thing. I've seen that. <laughs> you know, like I've yeah, seen was, I've seen I, a lot of those good, Marvel right? movies. No, it was terrible. That's so bad. Is it terrible? Yeah. I remember when that came out, people being like, "Not, it's not that bad for a man thing." Fucking blah blah blah. I I mean, maybe I'm not like like Swamp Thing's my shit. Man Thing, yeah. I don't know much about, <laughs> but it's a Marvel movie, and I watch it. So, Maddie, so have you seen me. uh the the Hulk animated movie with like werewolves or some shit? Is that um? That's on Netflix right now, right? I believe so. Hold on. I haven't seen that. I I've been circling it though. Yeah. I, but I, Troll I Hunter's was... got in the way because I'm a I love Del Toro. I don't care what he does. Dude, I'll I've been it. watching that again. I can't binge as much as everybody else can, but it is excellent. Quite yeah, is it good? I, I need to get. Yeah, on I'm it. so sad. Anton Yelchin is gone. Dude, it's the, I mean, yeah. the second he's, season. He, he does the voice. Yeah, he does the voice of the main dude. Oh, main, main, main guy. Yeah. You know. He's in a better place, man. He's out there making better films somewhere in the ethereal. I miss my boy. <laughs> Anton! It's some, some sad shit, man. <laughs> and yeah. Anton, we trust. He's a bad... Anyway, yeah, you're right. It is sad. I'm sad now. Say something that <sighs> makes me not sad. <laughs> well, his, that la- one of the last things he did is, is fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, all right. Troll Hunters. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on surprised. it tomorrow. God damn it! I'm surprised how good it is, man. I mean, me and uh and, and the GF have been watching it together, and we're like, damn. She like it? Yeah, she loves it, dude. Yeah, it's it's fucking I was, awesome. When I first started watching it, I was like, some of the character design and stuff, I was like, ah, I don't know. And then, like fourth the fourth episode, I was like, all right, I'm fucking in. Del Toro, you well, fucking they're, got they're, me. They're Ron Perlman voicing. Oh, love it. I like uh I like uh what's his name Frazier uh Kelsey Grammer yeah. Kelsey Grammer voicing Blinky this character too. Blinky yeah yeah, yeah Kim great. Kim loves love loved it as well while we were watching it she was really into it it's yeah. great man it's 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 just fun and 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 
it being not Pixar or DreamWorks or anything, it's Netflix. It's DreamWorks. It do, oh, it is DreamWorks? Yeah, it's like uh, through yeah. DreamWorks, but Netflix is like it's their Dream, show. DreamWorks released on Netflix. They can do other things like, okay, spoilers, three, two, one. The One of the goblins gets like completely creamed in one scene. I don't feel like they would do that with Disney especially. So I think that just to see stuff like that is is, is interesting. Yeah. I think my favorite character is the baby troll thingy. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I love not, that dude. What, he's such it? a little shit, and I love him. What, he's like not Steven or whatever. Whatever yeah, the baby yeah. is. <laughs> oh, the gnome? Yeah. Damn, I'm the only one who hasn't no, watched no, this? The, the gnome is cool as fuck. Yeah. I do like the gnome. But, uh, oh, yeah, no. that, the gnome stuff is so much fun. It's you may hilarious. not have gotten to that, Andrew. I haven't yet. gotten a baby troll yet. Oh. Don't spoil it. Okay. <laughs> Oh, All right, man. well, we can't talk about this either. God, guys, I'm we can't talk about anything on this fucking podast. Guys, y'all yeah, like see you, Split. It's fucking great. I, I haven't finished Troll Hunters. The shit's been out for months. One of the I don't pay like, for shit if, no more. If I was a kid growing up with Netflix, let's say, you know, I was 10 years old right now, I could just see myself being so fucking into Troll Hunters. I could see myself buying the toys off of Amazon. You know, it would just be Dude, I want shit. those pop figures. Yeah. Uh, are they coming out with pop figures? I don't, I don't know. know, but they should. If they're not, uh, they're they're sure they're, they're missing out on some money from this guy. That's for sure. <laughs> Can't wait for those Stranger Things ones. I think they drop in March. But Demogorgon, oh, yeah. here we go. I don't think pop yeah, figures are that cool looking. I like, dude. I dig. It I like them because like it's grab their whole their whole thing. They're, like, it, they're very it's very saturated with pop figures now. I yeah. I, I agree. But yeah, there, I there's some too. that come out. I don't out like, and like. I don't like the shape. Specifically, I don't like the shape of the head and the and the and the eyes, which is the entire okay. pop figure, right? All right, pretty much. I, yeah, you know. Okay, so not not that I don't like or do like anything, but I feel like these figures have been like heavily oversaturated in the collector's market. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all kinds of YouTube YouTube videos you can see of like unboxing stuff, or like or like um, what are those like subscription boxes and stuff you can get? Right. Right. Um, where it's just like, oh, I got a new pop figure, and I'm just like, actually, like, come on, like these figures aren't that great. There's probably there's like so many better. Anyway, well, I think the thing is with pop, I think the pop ones were really good. Um, You know, I tend to get ones with characters that I really like. Like the last two hour of Morty. Cool. They're 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 very simple. I like the box art. like yeah, I just like the simplicity of them. They kind of have a cool look. Yeah. Um, they're they're like little vinyl figures, you know. They, um, so you know, some of the heads are different depending on like the character that you get or whatever. But I just I don't know. I think for me, like I like those. There's other ones out there, uh, but I I don't know. I feel like that these sort of resonate more with me. And they're and they're huge, and there's so many of them yeah. out there. I'm waiting for like. So- I'm waiting for Nintendo to get in onto it, get in on yeah. it. Like Nintendo's got to come out with a Mario and a Link, yeah. you know, at some oh, point. Oh, dude, I want a Link so bad. Oh, Joe, why'd you say that? Yeah. They just don't register with me. They're not attractive to me aesthetically, okay. those figures. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, I feel like there's so many other collectibles that you can get probably for the same price or around the same type of like simplistic aesthetic like, I, you know forgive me but is this the ones with the big heads yeah it's yeah. just it's just okay, a big yeah. like kind of like rect like rounded rectangular head with black 
big eyes you know what i mean i guess for me like yeah exactly there you go. like aesthetically they haven't really like no i don't know i don't know i yeah. think i think that one's cool <laughs> but the thing i, I think they're i think <laughs> the thing i like about them is is that i've got more they they, t they touch on like some nostalgia things that aren't being made for like really nice toys yeah, you know, like yeah. yeah. If I'm gonna get, I, I mean, I don't have the Predator one. I would take, I would buy a Predator one if I like. But there are really good Predator toys I could go buy for the same price, like you're saying, Stefan. But yeah. they don't make a lot of fucking Gremlin toys. So if Pop <laughs> is gonna yeah. release fucking Gremlin right. shit, I enjoy yeah. Gremlins. I'm gonna get that. You know, yeah. like um. You know, like it's, I just think they touch on it. Like um, I like that series, The Strain. They don't make action figures yeah. for The Strain. They make some Pop figures though. So that's a way for me to get yeah. a figure of something yeah. I enjoy. You know, they, they also like, what, <laughs> oh, say, yeah, right like, I, I liked it. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't like, I like more of the creatures that they're releasing and stuff with them. And, but I think it just uh, like a lot of pop culture, like I could see there being like a monster squad line of this before there would be like right. really like, articulate, really squad? detailed. They're able to produce, you know, they're probably able to like, or they're probably yeah. their the whole thing is like hunting down licenses mm -hmm. for certain characters and stuff. I mean, like, because their their template is already set. You know, all they got to add is really like the costume and the hair, and otherwise, you know, yeah. it's like pretty much there. I get like, that. I'm you know not to not to knock on them because I know like they're pretty popular, but I I personally have never. Right, like, it's just not your thing. Wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just. I was just trying to relate I, I wanna, to it on I like why I really enjoy. That. Cause I like looking at the right. walls of them and be like, oh shit, they made toys for this yeah. fucking movie. Like, yeah. who the fuck yeah. knows about this? Like, Stephen, what kids I'm, I'm buy this? Of, yeah, I'm sort of with you, Stefan. I I would want more of a badass toy, like a McFarlane yeah. toy. Yeah, even if it doesn't well that much, you know, just like the design aspects of it. If it's gonna, you know, like I really love the the Kevin Smith line of toys that he did, like the Clerks toys and stuff when they had those. You know, like they didn't move hardly at all. They're basically sculptures, but they had mm -hmm. this really like slick design element to them. And I feel like pop figures are just kind of like, you know, and I can't like no discredit to the people that made them. But the uh, the the basic template that they're working off of aesthetically to me um, is not is not attractive it's not like enticing you know what i mean when they, when you have something like if you're thinking of vinyl toys and stuff like that there's so much style and and um what's the word like i don't know like dimension that you can find with so many other toys that don't really move and stuff like that but then to be fair i've never bought a pop figure and I, they're probably pretty affordable yeah they're yeah, like they're like, they're between like 10 most vinyl toys, you know they're like 10 and 12 dollars yeah um so andrew you had mentioned like mcfarland figures and well i was like yeah really big into mcfarland figures because of the detail and because they right. were very statuesque they there wasn't a lot of points of uh articulation you know you could maybe move into like two or three positions and then that was it and they were heavily detailed but then mcfarland kind of dropped off and started making the very like when walking dead came out and maybe a couple of series before that they're heavily articulated and basically became toys Okay. And so I kind of got totally away from McFarland. I was like, all right, it, I'm not going to see any more cool, detailed stuff anymore, you know? Right. But yeah, right, I mean, right. like, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, Pop Figure has definitely made a name of itself, you know? And I feel like the the figures that are the most like a McFarland figure are you have to go to like the the 
very expensive places online or wherever where they're going to be like a hundred plus dollars right to get something like, cool even if like there were those batman black and white figures that were came out very oh, limited yeah. edition they started out at 75 dollars. they're hard as fuck to get now they're <laughs> like now they're like 200 plus you right. know what i mean like they're and they're and they're by like each uh, like an artist like tim sale or jim lee or a paul pope uh paul pope you know um uh, and those are cool as fuck but yeah, if you want like a cool figure, like you really got to be, you got to have a lot of money or be very, very specific about what you want to get because it costs money. Right. And, right, right. and like, even like on the lower end of not that price, but like NECA has done like really great alien and predator toys, mm -hmm. but those I things would. are going to be like 20, $25. But if right. I can get a predator for 10, just to like throw up in my room, just, you mm -hmm. know, if, cause I like taking them out of the box. Like if I bought one of those NECA toys, like I have a pumpkin head from McFarlane toys. Cause love that fucking movie yeah um, right but like i didn't I, it's not out of the box i'm not taking it out would it look cooler if it was out of the box hell yeah because like i bought it i bought it and it's all like the packaging's all fucked up now because i moved so mm -hmm. much it's like but i'm like oh if i take it out that like all the value's gone like if i ever decided to sell it's gone you know mm -hmm. so like but that's why i like pop figures i spend like eight to twelve to fourteen because i know some of the bigger ones like they did an alien queen and I think that's like right. 15. They it's do. pretty large. But it's like, you can take that out of the box. You can put it back in. I don't feel bad mm -hmm. if I take it out of the box because it's like, it's just there for display, you know? Like, you use it as kind of like a desk porn type of thing? Like, I, like, nice. Yeah, I mean. Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, most of, like, I only have two right now because I, like, live in a very small apartment and I don't want, like, I plan on moving soon. So I'm not trying to fill my right. apartment up with right. these things. But, like, right, there are right, lots right. that I want. Um, but I only have like a weeping angel and uh, ghost from Game of Thrones. So, but I just like them. I think they look cool. They you just throw them up. Nice decorations. I kind of want one of the Titans from Attack on Titan. But I thought it's oh, yeah. real creepy looking. I thought it might scare me if I woke up in the middle. I'm like, oh fuck, don't eat me. You want the what well, are the naked naked things yeah. that smile? Yeah, dude, those things are so fucking weird. Especially, I want that I know, alien like, queen too. I, 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 have I, you guys I, seen those live action robot? movies? I hate the design so much, but yet it's creepy as fuck. And Dude, I understand ugh. it. Yeah. I have not seen the, the live action in it. I don't, I don't know if I want to see it, man. I, I kind of just want to wait for season two and like, eh. Dude, I, I think I'm going to have to do it. I think I'm just, it's going to have to be a download, man. I'm just going to have to. I, I, I need to scratch that itch, Joey. Because season two, Attack, who knows? Attack yeah, Attack yeah. on Titan. I've never seen an episode. Well, the first episode's really good. And then the rest of the season's like super slow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, when those fucking tiny. The thing I love yeah. about it is, though, that those titans like are really get you frightening. Yeah. And they're hard as fuck to kill. So, like, when they go to fight one, you're like, oh, we're going to lose half this fucking team that I just fell in love with. <laughs> like, I don't want any of these motherfuckers to die, but you know they're going to. Right, right. And then, like, uh, and then, like, once, like, a big reveal happens in the first season of, like, what a character can do you're just like oh fuck this is so cool i don't know it's great i didn't think i'd like it as much as i did but i was drawn to it because cool for a reason i was drawn to it because the titans look so fucked up and weird and just like i don't mm -hmm. know it's just they're uh, unsettling and i was like on Titan, watch right? the, yeah yeah i need to watch that i feel like that's something i would i could get into joey me and you just need to have a podcast yeah, about like shit punch man. can't talk to these motherfuckers <laughs> about anything. no one's seen anything <laughs> oh don't ruin it don't spoil it what's this podcast about anymore <laughs> it should be called anime all the way oh my god <laughs> With maddie and joey uh -oh. joey would be like i man, watch I'm this anime i'd be like oh shit 
I've only I'm really time. I'm really picky on my fucking anime. Oh, me like, too. I, I don't know. It's like the last ones. I feel like yeah, I'm, I'm kind of watching like Sinran Kagura. I think that's how you say it. Uh, Andrew, can you help me with that one? Yeah, Sinran. Um, yeah. And then there was uh, Queen's Blade. Like a bunch of etchy shit. Like I don't know what else, I don't know what to watch anymore. I'm like, Dude, my <laughs> recommendation. And look, nobody's been talking about this shit but me. But uh, there's one called Space Dandy, which is uh, yes. I never I never yeah. finished it. It came on uh, Adult on Swim. Yeah, I know it's on Hulu. I never finished it. It's from but Cowboy like, Bebop, the guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my hello. My I wife picked up. my wife picked on it so bad when it would come on, and I it's, only watched like half of it. But Dude, I want to finish. Excellent, man. It's excellent. I know. I want to finish it. What would she say about it? it? <laughs> she 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 just made it funny. I don't remember exactly. I gotta ask her, but uh, I'll come back to you on that one. Um, okay. But yeah, they go to like a planet called Boobies, and it's a bar. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you know, he's he yeah. looks like Elvis, you know, but in space, yeah. and got like a funny little robot that follows him around, and you know, it's uh, it's pretty Boobs, silly. Robots. Yeah. Mm, I'm interested. Yeah. It, it, it's like one of the few comedy anime I've ever gotten into, but I've seen every episode, dude. I thought yeah. it was just excellent. It's just funny, and and the sci-fi aspect is still really imaginative. You know, they they're not leaning on just comedy. They're, right. There, there, there really is an, uh, a sci-fi adventure aspect. Yeah, there's weird alien really stuff, fun. Maddie. The, I really I started watching it the movies robots and aliens Woo! yeah yes I started sure. watching I started watching dubbed and I really got into the voice act actors like yeah I feel like they kind of captured it the voice for me and so then I watched maybe like one or two subtitles I was like ah, I can't do it I gotta I gotta go back to oh, the dub I've I never watched dub, I know that's awful to say in 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 anime but I will never watch Cowboy Bebop any other way except with those voices yeah it's like the, the American it ones just, it's like it I just, can't. Like there, like there's some like like that. Uh, it, I guess like something like Berserk, where I started watching it was in Japanese and English subtitles and stuff like that. Like, I, I you know, I'll do that. But so if I start watching it, and after a couple episodes, I've watched it a certain way and gotten used to the voices and how like I feel that they like uh, uh, interact with each other. And I and then I'll go back and watch like the uh, subtitled a couple episodes. I'm like, I'm not getting it anymore. Yeah, you know, I don't feel as as involved. I guess. Yeah, the last one I watched <laughs> Attack on Titan, and then the one before that one I was into was Death Note, and I fucking love Death Note. Death Note was is great. I can't wait for the Adam Wingard Netflix movie, even if no. it's Americanized the shit. Like, I'm just interested to see what he do with it. Yeah, um, I never watched any of the live action uh, Japanese films. What's great about Death Note? I haven't is, watched it either. Is, is like I feel like if it was made in America, it'd be like you'd have the main character being like, I don't know if I should use the notebook or not. Whereas in the Japanese version is like immediately 18 names. Let me just yeah. kill a bunch of people. <laughs> well, I know? mean, the, the, no fucking, they don't get, get, don't give a fuck, you know? Well, I mean, that's the character that you're first introduced to who gets the book. Right. Yeah. You know, like that character is that like, he's like, that's that character. Like, of course this guy's going to do it. Right. 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 You know, like, I mean, he, but he wrestles with it for a minute though. That might have been like two episodes where he's like, should I? Shouldn't I? Next episode. Damn it. Just fucking memory, writing that book. And my memory was like cut to montage with insane orchestral music, him writing hundreds of He does of do that. Like when, when he finally decides to start writing, he does that. Right. But he does wrestle. But there's this whole like, should I, shouldn't I thing. Because I mean, 
Right. It's like right, most right. like Japanese anime or movies are like, should I, shouldn't I? But these are the ramifications if I do. But these are the good things if I do this. So they go through Isn't that all interesting that. Interesting by comparison see, uh, to American media. You see Shinigami <laughs> a lot in a lot of Japanese otaku shit. You know, death gods. You know, uh, what's the name? Ryuku. If there's anything Ryuku? I could have had more of, is more of that Riku. Yeah, yeah, Ryuku. More. Ryuku. I don't know how you say it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like you, you know how to, you know how to do that. Shinigami <laughs> is what it's called. They're essentially it translates to, it translates to death god, a god oh. of death. Yeah, and uh, that shows up a lot in, in in Japanese shit, and 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 I could definitely use more of that because that guy was definitely interesting in the whole Shinigami world. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, that shit was real interesting. The only thing I can, I, I the only complaint I have about Death Mode is that it just kind of felt like it stayed in that cerebral realm so much. It's like cut to this guy thinking, and then cut to his his uh opponent thinking and then cut back to him thinking and then some other guys thinking it's like okay you've covered every base on the cerebral realm but can anybody fucking do anything it just it just became hard to watch after a while yes it's written smartly but after can we, one can we character have some dies fucking action please after <laughs> one character dies i said i don't know if i want to watch this anymore yeah, yeah. because i love that back and forth of what you hated I thought it was great, and I was like on the edge of my seat like every episode when they were like, was, trying well, to best one, best yeah. each other. I was like, "This is great!" And then when when the ultimate thing happens, you're just like, "What the fuck are they gonna do now?" Like I was upset. I was like, "I was like, I gotta turn this shit off. Fuck this shit. All right, no, never mind. Turn it back on. Need to see how this shit ends." I wouldn't say I hated um, it, but it was definitely like like I definitely wanted something to happen in the real world faster than what happened let's just say that it's just well i mean i think that's too, a problem too much with too much most, thinking uh, i feel like that's a problem with like some like the thing that comes to mind is like dragon ball z like for them just to get to a fucking fight scene to this villain you're just like jesus christ man how much do you have to train i could never you have to dude, show I me never all the training ball either man <laughs> I, I, I like how Dragon Ball's so insane and silly but i never really got into dragon it ball could be 12 episodes and it, they'd be fucking great. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. 30 minute episodes. Dragon Ball, <laughs> right. Dragon Ball GT is like a, a, a an abridged version of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could maybe I get into that, maybe. Because I've heard yeah. about those episodes where they're just charging the whole time and all that. And it's like, oh, yeah, I like totally. Japanese it's shit, but oh annoying. my God, bro, I can't take this much longer. You know, I just. Like my anime is, you know, Ghost in the Shell and Akira, and it's mainly yes. movies. It's movies, I guess. You know, it's it's less series, so I just I don't the know. The Ghost in the Shell television series is fucking awesome too. It like, or um, what is it called? Standalone complex. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard like, nothing but good things. I just I haven't gotten into it yet. It's like it's like it's like it, you know, it's kind of like Monster of the Week. It's kind of like Twilight Zone, where there's this different. Each episode is a different situation where AI is the pivotal kind of like crux of the story you know and they're also vastly different so like that's why i love ghost in the shell so much that's why i'm excited about the movie is is i mean even if they don't do it it's just like the 95 film just like touches on all these different existential kind of concepts that are introduced with ai and robots and cybernetic humans and shit like that what were we talking about? No, dude, def- definitely. <laughs> we've we've covered a couple we've covered a couple times on the podcast, but yeah, that's definitely one um, <laughs> we're all, all right. super looking forward to this year. So, do you guys want to take a little twenty minute break while me and Manny talk on Split? 
Oh yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, we, so we, we, I'm we, going we to duck out for a second, and Maddie and Joey. <coughs> somebody well, text me real quick whenever you come back. Okay, we will. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna probably jump off. I have a, a, a rendezvous I gotta make here at like 9:30. Okay, no so problem. I gotta go get ready. Sounds good. But okay. I love right. you guys. See you, Stefan. Love you too. Love you I too. Go. You too, bro. All right. The Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Code Orange. Um, you guys are gonna talk about it later. Love the new fucking album. Fucking awesome. Talk about it later. Probably Code Orange is good. You guys have a good do, podcast. Do we want to get? Do we want to go through that real quick? <laughs> and then me and Joey can. Well, nah. Just go for it. I gotta okay. go. Love All right, you guys. All right, dude. Later. See, see you, bro. Maddie. Pick later. Two words. Well, Legit. Shit. We will talk soon, sir. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> we're we're yeah. waiting with bated breath on that. Right. Yeah. Latest, folks. See ya. See ya. Okay, so uh, just to let the listener know, I'm going to drop off for a second so because I don't want to hear spoilers, and I'm going to let Maddie and Joey take it away with some split conversation. So take it away, guys. All right. So Joey and Maddie, we're going to talk about split. Spoilers. We'll spoil the movie. So stop here. Um, hopefully we'll get, I don't even know, I don't know what our timer is. I think Andrew has that, uh, but, uh, if Andrew yeah, sits spoilers. back down, we're going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try and get um, some info. Anyway. All right. So, uh, we'll just talk about the movie. Okay. Yeah. We won't, we won't get into this other thing. Yeah. Uh, not yet. Not yet anyway, but we got to talk about it. <laughs> we got to talk. Oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. So, go first. What were your thoughts, I, your feels of the movie? I enjoyed the movie. I thought that, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, I feel like he's getting back to his form. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that we've known for probably maybe almost 10 years now, probably since I think the happening was sort of the, 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 the nail, you know what I mean? In the yeah. coffin. It's like, okay, what's going on? Yeah. It's like he did Sixth Sense. Pretty much Sixth Sense was like the top. Mm-hmm. And everything just slowly started making its way down, you know, and just kept yeah. going, kept going. Um, and then he kind of comes back with the visit and it's kind of fun, but yet stupid, but yet still fun. Yeah. Um, it was pretty, sp- there were some good scares in there. Yeah. There's some good scares. And then, you know, it comes out with split and it's like, okay, okay. All right. You know, I, let's give, you know, um, didn't even say it was M. Night Shyamalan at all. In any of the morning, didn't say anything. Anyway, so split's coming out. James McAvoy's got 23 personalities. Uh, mm. he's, um, the the new name of the disorder uh but he's basically uh his schizophrenia yeah uh girls anya taylor from the witch what, from the witch uh and morgan she's one of the girls she's What'd also in morgan which is not a terrible movie i know it got some bad reviews I but i enjoyed it. it it's a cool little okay. like sci-fi thriller so nice it's out of Redbox. That's where I rented it. Rent it if you like her. She's good in it. <laughs> and so James McAvoy uh, uh, kidnaps these women, um, and as he's you know kidnapped them, he comes kind of comes back and forth. As you've seen, you've seen the trailers. Uh, he has a different personality almost like each time. He's an older woman in one. He's Hedwig, a little nine-year-old kid who's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. James McAvoy's uh, in this movie is amazing it's great yeah such a good job like and 
they talk about, uh, you know, and they don't really show you this in the trailer, but th there's a lot of times where James McAvoy is going to, uh, he's talking to his therapist. And I guess one of his personalities keeps emailing the therapist at night mm -hmm. saying, we, you, you need to help us. We need help. And so uh, I believe his name is Dennis or something like that. Let's say Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is Dennis. Is the one who always shows up at the, uh, oh, that guy's name is like, Barry. No, yeah. He's Barry, like, no, Dennis is the guy that buttons his top button is like the military. Okay, Dennis, Dennis is like the first sort of uh, identity that you see when a kidnaps the girls. And he's, he, and for most of the, the identities, they're very clean. They're kind of germaphobes. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he's in the psychiatrist's office. He's like, no, we're good. We don't need help. And the psychiatrist is doing, is doing sort of a, 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 a paper on James McAvoy's uh, uh, condition to where she feels that with his personalities, when he changes his whole like body chemistry changes the way he may smell the way, like maybe I think one of his identities has, um, uh, has to take uh, insulin, has to take insulin. Uh, so she's like a diabetic. And so like the, the body chemistry changes almost with each person. And so the Psychiatrist is doing a paper. And so it cuts to the girls. You know, the girls are trying to get out. Um, and then they start talking about this beast character, which is like number 24, which is this, uh, they got the girls to feed the beast to, I guess just to sate the beast and sort of like knock out a lot of James McAvoy's identities because his identities are fighting inside of his head of who's going to take control. So you only see nine out of the 23 yeah. um, do either like videos or just do his performance. Um, and the ones you don't really see have been sort of defeated by the ones that you do see within his mind. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of a, a, you know, a quick little like rundown of the movie. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought the 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 uh, acting was really good. Like I say, sort of back to form. There's a lot of just kind of static shots where he just lets sort of the action happen, uh, as he's done in his older films. I haven't watched After Earth or um, Seen. Avatar, um, so I don't I mean. So I don't know exactly how those were uh, shot. Um, but yeah, he just lets the he lets the action play out. Gets more, you know, kind of get the suspense. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Maddie? Um, yeah, I thought it was, so going into it, I was excited about it. I, I like him, not Shyamalan stuff. Uh, I'd say my least favorites are the happening, but I like the concept of just the world sure. being like, you know, fuck all you humans. We need to cut yeah, some of you sort of motherfuckers in half. The thing, yeah. so I watched commentary on this film. And M. M. Night Shyamalan, because I was just like, why is this so bad? Like, why is some of the acting just fucking terrible? Mm -hmm. And he said he wanted to make, like, a big-budget B movie. And the acting reflects that. But then in the movie, there are scenes where they need to be legit. Like, they need to have true feelings because people are dying around them that they're with. So you mm -hmm. can't make a B movie like that. That's just not how it's made. Yeah, it's just make so, a B movie. Have, yeah, have, right? Or just make a fucking Wahlberg solid movie. in there, you know, have no names. Also, or, other problem, Mark Wahlberg is not a fucking science teacher, ever. <laughs> he can build shit. I'd even buy him as a fucking math teacher. 
but he's not a scientist. I just don't buy it. But anyway, and also <laughs> his relationship with Zoe Deschanel. I just don't believe that they would ever get together. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, um, what else? The last Airbender was terrible. It took everything that made that show so great, and he just made it dark, which is, I mean, I guess getting him to do it was probably a bad move for a studio. Yeah. You know, I, um, there's nothing really great in that movie, man. Um, I mean, I like Appa and, uh, what's the other little, um, the little rabbit character? Oh, well, Appa's like the big, like, bison floaty thing. Love that. Okay. I need a pop figure of that motherfucker is what I need. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, um, After Earth, I understand why people don't like it. I enjoyed it because it's kind of like a new take on a sci-fi, like what, what would happen to Earth, what, like, what kind of creatures would exist. Mm -hmm. Y'all know me, I love me some fucking creatures, so the creatures yeah, in it are cool. Um, I like Will Smith's character as being this like badass general, and he's kind of out of it, but he does this weird fucking accent in the movie. Like, you just have to watch it, Joey. Okay. Like, it, it, he's not like he's not talking like Will Smith. It's mm -hmm. like they almost try to develop a way a future society would talk, okay. but it just like doesn't like work. Like, he, when you see Will Smith, like maybe another actor could have pulled it off, but Will mm -hmm. Smith needs to talk like Will Smith. I just that's what I need. when I see Will Smith in a movie. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like that movie. Like when people were hating on it, I mean, I get if you spent like $12 to $20 or whatever on it. Yeah. But I rented it. It's, yeah. I, it's whatever. It's not my favorite. I'm with Joey. Sixth Sense to me is like a great fucking ghost story. Uh, I thought Unbreakable was great. And it's kind of like, because superhero movies were kind of coming out at this point. But yeah. to see something that yeah. wasn't really based on anything I'd seen before, I thought that was cool. Done the way he, right. he had done it. Um, And I'm that's my favorite started... one of his. It's unbreakable. Yeah, I started rewatching it again just because I was like, um, I need to see it again. Uh, yeah. And it's been a while it, since a lot of these movies. Yeah. It's been a while um, since I've seen it. There's a lot of stuff I forgot. Uh, I think the villages, I like the village, the concept too, but I just wanted fucking creatures in it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we watched that today. Yeah, it's like I go back and sort of look at the creatures again after, you know, yeah. 12 years, and you're like, they look a little silly. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I kind of like. I, I mean, they they look pretty good. But like once you kind of get up close, you're like, okay, like definitely like. Yeah. You know, you kind of know it's a dude in a suit or whatever. Yeah, um, uh, I thought Signs was great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, just a cool alien movie. Uh, I I think the thing I really like about Shyamalan movies is you're always expecting that twist. And right. Sometimes you can be let down by it, or sometimes you can be pleasantly surprised. Like I think mm -hmm. like Sixth Sense and like Unbreakable. And stuff like that like um i really like those surprises uh lady in the water is one of my like it's up there i would probably do like six cents unbreakable lady in the water is like oh, yeah. the top three uh probably put the visit as number four because i had a lot of fun watching that movie because i didn't expect much from it yeah, yeah and the whole time i was watching the visit i was like what's the fucking twist mm -hmm. and then the twist is like a fairly normal like oh well that's kind of like a real world kind of yeah oh yeah That's kind of weird because they make you try to believe that it's something otherworldly throughout that movie, but right. Um, when they're just like so, black. I went in. Yeah, so getting to Split now, I was excited for a new Shyamalan movie after the visit. Um, I like James McAvoy. I've liked him in most things I've seen him in. Uh, I think he's a great actor. Uh, I think the personality he has to go through. I think this movie, like watching him do these different personas, kind of showed me how much actors go through. And I know they go through a lot of stuff you hear about like Daniel Day-Lewis mm -hmm. staying in character, but to watch someone switch between characters. And one of my favorite scenes is when he's kind of like going through his characters and his eye, like his brow will change or oh, yeah. his yeah. nose will move up. And you're like, oh shit, he's about to be Dennis. Oh shit, he's about to be the lady character. Like mm -hmm. that's how good he is that you can just know by a facial look who he's turned into. 
Uh, yeah, he, he like was, he like moves his shirt around. And he becomes like the lady. Yeah, character. Oh, it's so good! Just yeah. all these little things. Uh, he was just great in it. Uh, I really hope like when the award season comes up, I hope he at least gets nominated. I'm yeah. sure there's gonna be a lot of really great shit that comes out this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think yeah. he'll get overshadowed since it's so early in the new year, which is, usually happens. But right. it'll definitely be on my top like uh, uh, list of. I just thought it was good. I love that actress from The Witch. Uh, I think she's just solid performance throughout the entire film. I like, yeah. I mean, I, it was just a cool movie to watch. And actually, when he becomes a 24th persona, I really mm -hmm. like that you did get to see a little bit of transformation instead of just him becoming another character. It's right. like he kind of reached this higher plane, which I don't know if there's any, like, I don't know if this is based on any kind of study of anything. Like, if someone did have this many personalities. If you could I've ever... heard about this sort of thing somewhere, and I think it's probably through another film or something. So I yeah. don't know, like, what, what the actual, like, study is on this type of thing and if that's a thing at all, but... Yeah, but I think it's a cool. Con the thing I liked is is a cool concept. Like, what if you did, like? I, mm -hmm. I just don't know. Like, if you could separate each one of your personalities, you mm -hmm. know, because the beast would be like, I to me, it's like the killer, the killer side, like the 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 like Neanderthalness or something or whatever, like that right. brute strength that people can tap. Mom can lift fucking cars off their children when they want to, you know, because mm -hmm. you right. know. So sort of I like the, Yeah, and I, I, it's like he tapped into that point in his brain where he could release this like mm -hmm. ultimate being is like what he considers it. The beast is, um, right. Love that. I liked, um, I love some of the backstory with like, uh, the God, what's her, the girl from the witch. Sorry. I'm Anna Taylor joy. I think was her last. Yeah. Name, I was um, but I liked a lot of the, it flashes back and forth between what she's going through and then something she went through as a child. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering what this was oh, all yeah, I guess leading up really, to. Yeah. I didn't really talk and, about um, that. It's good. The little girl who played her as like the younger version, great mm -hmm. and like so emotive. Like she doesn't even oh, yeah. talk throughout it. No, mostly, but like just her, her like facial expressions yeah. and just like sometimes just the dead. Oh, it's great. But um, she's been hurt. I don't know. Like I, you know, she's her dad. Her dad's brother basically has raped her as a little girl. Right. They're playing and, like. He's like, let's play animals in the woods. We don't wear clothes. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. when that scene, when he pokes out, and I was like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, no. yeah. So, like, you have someone who's dealing with this, like, other trauma. Also, she's kidnapped by this guy. Right. And you're getting both the, like, this guy who's mentally unstable. She's mm -hmm. also mentally unstable, too, because going through that, I can't even imagine what that's like. So yeah, you can have these two broken characters. Um, but... When they get kidnapped, they're, they're coming from, a, like, a birthday party, and you can tell mm -hmm. that the uh the main girl character uh you know she's kind of become like this like rebel this sort of like we used to be friends but we're not friends anymore you know they're yeah because of all this thing this thing that's been happening her like father passed away and so they she became uh the uncle took custody and so he's like you're not going to cause me any trouble now are you you know at the funeral and you're just like fuck man i, I love that scene when the cop goes uh your guardians here or whatever. And she just looks at her and she that just, cop knows uh, that cop yeah. knows that shit's bad. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, that's so good. Like I, I really, the, the movie overall, I just had like, I don't think there was any point in it where I was bored. I was always, no. I was always wondering what was going on. I was like trying to figure yeah. it out. Like, where's this going? What are we getting to? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I liked it. Uh, I'm going to go into the part that just blew me away. Cause okay. I, like, well, so, and so, and so, if you want yeah. to say something, say it before we. Get I was gonna say it. basically, you know, I was gonna basically bring us into that part. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, 
you know, after the, the girl gives the cop the look, yeah. you know, this is sort of a thing, you know, we kind of, cause this is the big, within, within the film, other than getting away from James McAvoy, we're seeing all this, this thing in the past with the uncle mm-hmm. and we're wanting to hear her say, do something to sort of like, I don't know, you know, the uncle's still alive. There's still, there's still yeah. an, an issue with the uncle, but the movie cuts. And you got James McAvoy talking to himself in the mirror. Oh yeah, that's the thing that surprised me too. Is like mm-hmm. th- there's no ending for his character. So yeah, you, the, so the movie split ends with yeah, split ends with James McAvoy's character being still out there, like in this right. beast, like him transforming into this beast beast mm-hmm. version at any time, and he eats human flesh for. I guess that's just what beasts right. do, and he and needed new, that to become plan- this. Right, and their next plan is to get twelve girls now. Yeah. The, the, the other identities are trying to like feed the beast. And then now they want 12 imp, uh, impure women. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about this. I'm wondering if uh, Shyamalan is kind of drawing on the Wendigo mythology of like eating human flesh makes him get more powerful. Cause he, this, when he is in the, I guess maybe they mentioned that. I don't know. Did they I don't know. If, I don't, I don't remember anything about sense. it. Cause I really love that. Like uh, mythology. Mm-hmm, any mm-hmm. movies that are like featured the Wendigo, I'm just like that's such a cool like, yeah. Just a like what made like Native Americans think of that like as a tall like what led to that like you well, know I, like, I think if you if you a lot of if I remember correctly a lot of Amer- Native American folklore uh, and even in their um, spiritual life or whatever like like if you eat an animal if you yeah. eat an animal if you that's eat its heart you're eating its spirit. You yeah, know what I mean, you're sort of like gathering the the knowledge of that animal and the all those type of things, and so I think yeah. that's maybe where the Wendigo has sort of come from. But yeah, it's just I, I like, but when when the split title comes up, it goes to mm-hmm. black. It says split, and you're like, shit, McAvoy's still out there. Like, yeah, the end of the it, film, it's just like boom, split. You, you're like, oh shit, he's setting this up for this character still out there. And usually, yeah. most of Shyamalan's movies end with a definitive, this Ending. story is over. Yes these characters like maybe i could do something with them or i'm just going to take an actor from this one and just put them in another movie right um so i don't know you go ahead you just you, so we're all you like, take them into it take the fans like, into it and we're like okay movie's over um okay and then shows the shows the the title yeah then cuts to some music and you yeah. see the news about the 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 incident that just happened you know they're mm-hmm. reporting on that incident and that he's still out there. And then you see that you're in a cafe. And then the camera starts to dolly, you know, kind of, you're kind of racked on these, uh, these maybe four people sitting at the bar, the yeah. cafe. And the camera goes down the line and like, oh, oh, that's a terrible thing that happened. One woman says something like, oh, this reminds me of that thing that happened in, I think, Philadelphia. 14 yeah. years ago yeah what, what was that, what was that guy's he was name in a wheelchair? he was in a wheelchair the last person sitting there is fucking bruce willis oh. and he says mr glass oh so, dude i yeah. literally put my fists in the air and i was like no they did he did not just give me a fucking second unbreak like what yeah. oh i we, and, have, we basically oh. did a whole movie about uh, of an introduction to a villain for a second unbreakable film yeah and, and 
and and and and whoever's listening to this and doesn't care about the spoilers and like oh that sounds stupid or i like that it's kind of jaunting or disorienting because you're like i just watched this film that has nothing to do with unbreakable and i really enjoyed it but now this thing over here is sort of going to overshadow it well that you know what i I mean yeah, when I got to the end, because I was kind of like left with a feeling of like, because I'm used to finishing a Shyamalan film. Right. You know, like there's he's never done a sequel before, so how do you feel it? Because this isn't like we're going into right. a fucking Avengers film and knowing we're getting uh-huh. Infinity War. Right. You know, like, you know that, that as far as I knew, this movie was going to end and then maybe James McAvoy would be in another movie and play a different character. But like to see that ending, I went, oh, this this is the twist. Like, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it, if anyone saw this coming, then Jesus Christ, you watch way more fucking films than I do. Because I don't think there's one little beat in there no. that says no. this character is going to show up at the end of this movie or it's going to no. tie into that universe. And no. that's what I loved about it is like, like everyone's been saying, like with the visit and now this, because it's gotten like, it's like 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. This is a fairly, this is, is like, it, a, I haven't even it, looked. Yeah, I look because I was like, oh, they probably trashed this. They probably just tore it apart. Because there are mm-hmm. some moments that like, I was in there with, uh, I watched it, me and my dad went and saw it, and um, my dad really fucking enjoyed it. He was just like, yes, and then he got up and walked away at the end, and like the music comes on, the people are chatting about like uh, the Beast character, which is called the Horde in it. Um, mm-hmm. That's like his villain name. Um, so my dad's still walking. I was like, no, Dad, you got to sit back down. Something's about to happen. Like, something's about... And then we both were just like, oh, shit. My dad looked at me, he's like, is that I was like, Dad, that's unbreakable. <laughs> what did he just do? Yeah, I, I just, I, it made that movie. It made that movie yeah. more fun that that I know I'm going to see McAvoy come back because because now we can tap into maybe these these other uh, personalities we didn't get to see in this film. Right. You right. know, sort um, of sort of trying to break their way out maybe towards the end. Yeah, because I went to the I went to the women's march uh, yesterday. It was by the way, ladies, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I was glad to like, get out, out and, and, and do something. Um, but I went with my, my friend and I went and he had seen split the night before, I believe. He's like, dude, I got to talk to somebody about this fucking ending. That's basically and I was like, I haven't right seen it. Like I haven't seen it. And you know, he basically sort of like throughout the day, he's like, dude, you, okay. I got to talk to you. You know, we sort of talked about in night Shyamalan, how like unbreakable was my favorite in night Shyamalan movie. And yeah. I know, when I said that, that he just wanted to like pop and be like, uh, but I can't tell you, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. And so dude. I ended up seeing it last night after basically the March, my wife got home and we went and saw it. And, uh, dude, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I really kind of like what they did with the film by itself. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's that was set up and he like, this guy can't be hurt basically just like Bruce Willis character in unbreakable can't, when we got done with Split, we went back home and watched Unbreakable because my wife hadn't seen it before, and, I, and she's like, "I don't understand it." Like, why was, was like, that well, so we're cool? Gonna go, oh. We're gonna go. We're gonna go home, and because I, I didn't really tell her too much. Yeah. Um, but I, one one of the things she she was telling telling me about is like, how does that thing on the news? Maybe you can help me with this, Maddie. How does in that diner scene, the lady mentions, "Oh, this reminds me of that thing that happened 14 years ago." with the guy in the wheelchair. How does that yeah. thing on the news, how does it relate? I think it was I think it was only because like unbreakable sets itself up as like a comic book movie. Right. So 
you know, this this crazy event happens. Right. You know, I, I have to rewatch Unbreakable again. I haven't seen that movie in fucking probably 10 years. Yeah. So I'm watching it now. I, I honestly think it's a stretch, but it was to reveal Bruce Willis's yeah, character. Sure, sure. And that's I, yeah, fine. Totally. And I think it's yeah. just like because Mr. Glass is kind of like this otherworldly character, he's someone who is easily breakable. It's not a stretch mm-hmm. if it's an advanced yoga pose. <laughs> what? My wife said it was an advanced yoga pose. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but like, but for someone to be like, because that disease is really rare, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, it. just and then for like... this guy to have twenty three, because probably at this point in that newscast, I assume mm-hmm. it's shortly after, but probably enough information's been given to know that like this right. guy's tapped into this like kind of different kind of physiology because this right. is basically what all these movies are about. Is like mm-hmm. people being either weak or super strong or manipulating right. so, uh, their body I some way. In, in Unbreakable, they talk about one end of the spectrum. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to... Listen, I'm going to say bone. this. Yeah. I'm going to say this. It's a stretch. Yeah. yeah. But what Shyamalan's doing is trying to get us this, like... He's trying to get us into this world, and that's fine. Right. Because I thought right. it was a cool way to do it. I didn't see it coming. Um, I, I Honestly, he could have. they could have worded it better. They didn't need to... They didn't even need to say Mr. Glass, but it was like that precursor to like when they're like, because before she says it, the guy in the wheelchair, I went, Mr. fucking Glass in my head. And then Bruce Willis comes like, and then he pans out and says it. And I was like, well, fuck you, Bruce Willis. What are you doing here? Yeah. You know, like, so like, just even when she said like the dude in, in the wheelchair, I'm like, I don't understand. shit. This Bruce Willis. Well, I like, I would have liked it. Maybe a better shot, like a better scenario for it would have maybe been like, you know, like people are in this diner, you're watching, you see a guy sitting like back mm-hmm. in the corner, you don't really notice him. And mm-hmm. then it could have been like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This guy's still on the loose. Like who can stop him? Like he's otherworldly. Like they put two, she put two shotgun like shells into the guy and he didn't right. die. Like right. who can stop him? Bruce Willis raises his head or peeks over. Then cause that look he gives of shit, I have to be a superhero again. Mm-hmm. It's fuck. Like I, I got to take this on, man. This is the man. This is what I got to do. With great responsibility, you know. Oh, it's just uh, with great power comes. Oh man, like you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got to do it. And that look though was like, fuck yes, they're gonna fight. Or you know, I mean, I think there was a. I'm with Kim. There was a better way to handle that. There was a better way to tie it because I didn't even even need to hear Mr. Glass's name. If you put Bruce Willis in that movie, I'm not gonna think, oh, that's the ghost guy from Sixth Sense. That doesn't make any sense. Why the fuck would you think that? You know, like you're thinking Unbreakable, that character. Right, right. All right, one sec. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, can I tell Maddie too? Yeah, yeah. He can hear you. All right. So one thing that I think is a little messed up is the fact that uh, M. Night Shyamalan really needed to take the time to show his audience Bruce Willis and be like, oh, look at this. Look at this guy. Look at this thing. Let me, let me, let me remind you back when I was great. But he really can't, he doesn't take the time to let everybody know whether or not this poor girl is going to go back to her sexually abusive uncle or not. Okay. This, I think the look she gives the cop and the cop being a woman also, she knows something's up. Like just from the look. But I also agree. I also think that girl is going to come back for this sequel. Like, I think like, she will be in the third film. Like, like are and, we really going to have to endure more of this? Like, is that what's happening in our lives? I mean, I want a, I want the third one. I want, I want, I want old, old Uncle Man to get punched in the face. 
I just, I, you know, I, I just kind of think it's a little bit of bullshit that he really had to like be like, ooh, see my next movie, but just like be like, ah, eh, fuck this girl, you know, whatevs. Uh, I, I think I, I honestly think there's going to be more to her story in the next film. Okay. Um, I'll give it because, to you. yeah. So that's just like that's what I think. I mean, um, I hope she shows up. I thought her character was great. I would love to see what happens with the rest of that. But I think what's going to happen is Bruce Willis will probably try to go take on the horde by himself. He can't do it. But the girl might also be hunting for him yeah. for whatever reason. And then I think the uncle stuff will probably come up at some point. Bruce Willis, like Joey said, will probably punch him in the face do some like fucked up shit or she'll kill him. Like that's what I, I would love to see little baby girl shoot him. I want to shotgun to the face. Cause he's not going to be coming for her because she's impure. You know, yeah. She's got all the cuts and stuff. Cause she's been cutting herself. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think she's got to, she's got to show back up. She's still alive. She's, it's part of the split movie. Yeah. Like it hasn't really ended. Like we talked about other than the, the, the Bruce Willis thing is sort of the, Oh shit. Sequel time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But well, um, that was all. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm... Cam. I'll see you in a week. Bye. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, apparently I had read that uh, Shyamalan originally wanted to have this, the Horde character in Unbreakable. Okay. Like you were going to be introduced to this guy. Mm-hmm. But I guess time constraints and probably storyline, like, I mean, how okay. are you going to, like, that, like, from what I remember of Unbreakable, that story is pretty self-contained. If anything else was that, I think it would have just been like, oh, what yeah, the fuck? Too like, yeah. too much going on. Like, you, I mean, I guess you could add Mr. Glass be like the main villain, and then he needed like a soldier, so he recruits the Horde to like take on Bruce Willis. But I was like, that gets too convoluted, and like the way they do Unbreakable sets it in a reality, and that's what I like. Um, right. So like to to give this guy's, I just thought it was like from a director standpoint and someone at this point who could have just made split and that been it and ended it with her killing him or whatever her and maybe her moving on being strong enough to like tell the cop like my uncle abused me he sexually abused me i can't go back with him blah 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 right. that would have been really cool too i would like to have seen that movie but yeah. for him to set it up i definitely think she's coming back i think people really liked her character i like that she's like he's not gonna hurt her because she's broken so she's more powerful like he sees her as a powerful person because he's because the horde or uh James McAvoy, his real name throughout the whole thing, his real person's name is Kevin. Right. Like, um, and yeah, I'm not going to ruin everything. There are some twists, like other things that happen in it. But, um, you know, um, I just I just think I thought it was a brilliant move on his part to harken back to this movie that people probably haven't thought about 10, 12, 14 years. And just have like, I just thought it was such a cool thing to do as a director because I think Steph and we were kind of talking a little bit about it, about like how he kind of trips over like M. Night Shyamalan and things he likes. Mm-hmm. And the older I get and, you know, we all went to art school, we're all artists. Um, I think the thing is, is like you have to put your personality in it for better or worse. And some people hate right. his films, right. all of them. Maybe they like Sixth Sense, but past that, it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But I really enjoy it because he does put his stamp on it. You can, when it says Shyamalan, you know what you're going in for. And right. I think that's really nice. Like, you know, if I didn't know who David Ayer was, Suicide Squad would just look like another fucking movie by some shitty director, you know? Mm-hmm. But knowing is... Because, like, I mean, obviously this podcast is about this shit, so we all know this stuff. But I like that I can go, like, kind of like with Rob Zombie or Kevin Smith. I know what I'm getting into. Right. I know there's going to be a twist. But that was, like, the best fucking twist, man. Good job, Shyamalan. You got yeah. me. Yeah. Did not see that shit coming. But, I yeah, I... I uh, for those listening who... Uh, it, you listen to the spoilers, you still want to go see it, 
solid movie. It's a good weekend movie. Nothing else is really coming out. I don't, I, you know, like... Yeah, not for a few weeks, to, I think. Not for, like, I mean, like, I think the next thing is, like, Logan for me. There might be some indie mm-hmm. stuff that's going to be pretty solid. I still want to see Silence, but I think that came out last year, sort of. But I, you, if you want to see a cool, like, Shyamalan movie or just, like, something that's a little different that you're not getting yeah. all the time, Splits if it, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, if you're someone that, you know, has definitely sort of, uh, I guess, shunned Shyamalan from your movie movie viewing. Yeah. Um, and liked Stay his older fun. films like, you know, The Village and Before, or maybe even Lady, Lady in the Water and Before. Yeah. Uh, go check out Split for sure. Cool. All right. All right. So <laughs> we're done with this. Get yeah. Andrew back on. Joey, I'm so glad we can talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I needed, like, I needed someone to get my excitement. Right? Music now or what's up, guys? Uh, well, we all, we got any? I mean, we can. Did everybody listen to it? I listened to both of them. Uh, I don't know about Joe. I listened to Code Orange. Okay, you listen to the better one. Yes. I'm not. Maddie. I'm not. I'm done with Corn. I'm done. I'm not going to listen to Corn <laughs> ever again. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm done. Joey. Follow the leader. I was done. Yeah. I like. I like, After... a, I like a couple of signs. Of, a couple of songs from Follow the Leader, but then like. That kind of finished, and then I think I saw like a music video for Issues a couple years later, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done with the corn. Like, they've got a couple cool songs that I like, but I've just I, maybe it's the sound, and I'm just kind of I got I got over it. I sort of grew out of that. I got over it. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Joey, I agree with you on all fronts. Um, <laughs> Stefan mentioned it, and I just thought it'd be kind of weird to throw it in just to see like what corn sounds like now. Since yeah. I haven't listened to them probably since Issues, which was the one after uh, Fall of the Leader, which was, I was right. like, fuck this, I'm done. I don't care. Like, the first Korn album is, like, the best one. It's, Life is Peachy is pretty cool. I like several tracks off of it, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, how I don't listen to that album. I, only, I've ne- I haven't put that album on in probably since high school, so. Yeah. Um, but I listened to two tracks off that new Korn record. I will say, musically, instrumentation-wise, production value, great. Fuck Jonathan Davis vocals. I can't stand it. They sound terrible. It's just like it's not what I'm into. So I listened to two songs. I was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't do it. Um, Andrew, what did you think of the corn? Dude, you know what? I, I I actually think it's an excellent idea. Before we even before I even get to the the album uh, at hand, uh, basically, uh, you know, we all I think we all kind of went through a similar phase where we were into corn. Maybe even Limp Biscuit and all this shit, and then we got into other stuff like Guilty. 
more, you know, punk stuff, met, you know, more hardcore metal stuff, metalcore, hardcore, whatever the fuck, Minor Threat, Misfits, or whatever. And we were like, you know, we're too good for corn these days, blah, 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 blah. And I think now we're at the more mature age where we're like, you know what? That was a good point of our lives. You know, maybe uh, Freakin' Unleash was a good song, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, I just don't like the, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, the elitism surrounding corn. Uh, it's like you listen to heavy music, but not corn. You know, and, and I get, I get that people hate corn a lot of the time. That is to say, that's not to say that I love the album. I really didn't like it a whole lot, but I had super low expectations. And yeah. to be honest with you, I listened to like a pretty good bit of this album, dude. Maybe even the whole thing. Yeah. I can't remember. This is like a week and a half ago, but I was like, this isn't terrible, but I don't have to listen to this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's like, there's the nostalgia factor, like John Davis still sounds like John Davis. The corn's still doing kind of their shit. You know, it's yeah. still corn shit, but yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's, they're it's, still it's, doing it's okay. Thing. It's okay. Yeah. You know, if the core fans are there, it's fine. And you know what? There was a time about a year ago or so where I, I was kind of jamming. This is kind of embarrassing, but I I did put back in like those old corn jams, like freaking Unleash and shit. Yeah. And I like that shit in my car. You know, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not gonna be like a douchey hater of this shit. This was important at the time in my life. Dude, I'll and, fucking I'll fucking yeah. turn uh, blind to up to eleven. Right. Dude, you know right, what right. I mean? Like well, I'll that first album is some blind, dude. Right, that right, first, right. That first corn album is it's it's great metal, and then if you have to call it new metal, it's it's both. It's really good. It's solid. I like after I listened to the new two new corn songs, and then Spotify played me a random one from a album in between all that. I was right. Like, you know what? I'm gonna listen to this first corn CD again, and I went through. I listened to like three tracks, and I was like, God, man, they need to get back to that. But you know, I don't know. I like. I, I don't. I don't deny it. I corn that Limp Bizkit album, that first one. Yeah, sure. I liked it. It's good. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's just like you get to this age where you're like, I just can't. I just don't care about this elitism surrounding like, oh, I only listen to Minor Threat, not Corn. You know, like not to yeah. say that Corn's better than Minor Threat. It's absolutely not the case. Minor Threat is a better band. But yeah. Um. Okay. Simple. I'm gonna simplify what I'm trying to say. I'm drunk. Uh, it's. It wasn't great, but it was better than I was expecting. Bottom line. Gotcha. I'm done. Andrew will never listen to it again. No, I will not. I don't have to. <laughs> so moving to. on to the better album. <laughs> My parents are no longer making me listen to Corn. Right, right, right. So we listened to uh, the new Code Orange record. It came out couple weeks ago it's called yeah, forever 2017 or 19 so. yeah right. yeah it's, it just came out um they were on death wish which i'm a huge supporter of that label it's uh owned by jacob bannon uh who's the lead singer of converge uh most of the stuff on there i enjoy all of it most most of the stuff on there there's a few bands i'm just like eh, it's not my thing but whatever i understand why people like it um so this is their first major label label debut on roadrunner records you go, oh, Roadrunner Records, isn't that the label of Slipknot's on? You're correct. They are on that label. It's, mo- <laughs> it's mainly like a lot of some, like, I, I mean, I never got into Slipknot, but I feel like there are people out there who are big fans, and I get sort of why they like it. They are pretty heavy. Um, just, like, not my thing. I, I just, like, never, like, Wait and Bleed, liked that song. It was great. Never really got on the rest of the album or uh, anything past that. So 
Um, so I was kind of hesitant when this album came out. I was like, okay, they're on like a bigger label now. How much is their sound going to change? Are they still going to be heavy? Is it still going to have hardcore elements? I listened to it. It is heavy AF. Yes, yes. very yes. much so. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. I love it very much. Some, yeah, some of the break, they're like every song is almost like a fu- breakdown city. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just like not. I'm just like fu- like I was like in the bathroom like brushing my teeth, just like fucking headbanging, man. I was like, yeah. damn, this this album's fucking heavy as fuck. <laughs> um, there are some like lighter songs on it, like I guess you kind of can like if metal met met indie rock, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's only like two of them, but it's good. It kind of just all blends. There's some like new metal elements into it. Um, a lot of electronic stuff, which I was kind of like, didn't know how I felt about it, but it's not overpowering. It's just like for just something a little extra that they have, they have more money now. They can actually put some ideas into it. But overall, I thought it was, I thought it was just a solid fucking like, uh, like kind of like rock, like metal album. Um, do I like it more than their previous release? I am King. No, I am King is a fucking blitzkrieg, a fucking hardcore, like throwback to like, stuff Andrew and I were listening to in college. And I feel like they lost a bit of that on this record, but this record, I think the two records sound different, Um, but they still sound like the the same band, even though that sounds weird to say, I still think that they're like a core group and they're just experimenting, seeing what their sounds going to be. So it'd be very interesting to see what like their fourth record will sound like after this. Mm -hmm. But man, I've seen some like live performances of some of this new shit they've thrown out there. I'm too old for that shit, man. Those pits, <laughs> those pits will fucking. Oh, dude, I'm too old, man. They'll kill me. Those kids will kill me these days. But um, yeah, man, I was, I, you know, I, I enjoy it. The more I listen to it, the more I get into it. The first time, I, my first playthrough, I was like, I don't know, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I like it. Like I like, cause I was like in love with I Am King. I just thought that was like a fucking like, just like a mean fucking record, man. Like we're here to, t- hey, what's your name? We're gonna kill you. Oh God, wow. <laughs> oh, please don't. But um, yeah, this this sounds good. The more I listen to it, the more I get into it. Um, but uh, Joey, what'd you think? Uh, heavy as fuck. Um, I want. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to more of it for sure. Um, you know, fuck. Uh, I, you know, that's all I got to say. I uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. Um, I want to get more into it. I, you know, I don't have all the you know musical info and knowledge. I just enjoy it. Um, yeah. And uh, I think this week, I've got I've got a new entertainment center coming in. I got a fucking bill that's probably gonna take me all day, so I'm gonna probably put that album on. And just there like you go, man. Jam out. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Andrew. Dude, uh, there's only one word I can think of to describe that album, <clears throat> and that is crunchy. Yeah. Crunchy? It is a bit crunchy. Yeah. It was crunchy as fuck, dude. Um, yeah. I'm not like if you saw me on the street, you would not think I'm like a tough bro, like a tough. They always call it like tough guy hardcore. Yeah. I fucking love that shit though, dude. Like bands yeah. like bands like Strife and uh, fucking um, like Comeback Kid and like Bane and shit. You get you get some old school hardcore anthems in me, dude. Like Have Heart, like. God, dude, I love that shit, man. I made a, a recent uh, playlist. Anyway, this kind of reminded me of that. It's not quite tough, tough guy hardcore, but it's kind of close enough. And yeah. I liked it more than uh, than Cult Leader, actually. Yeah. I know that they're I know that they're kind of like compared to each other. It seems like, but yeah, this one this one was definitely, of course, a better album more than 
better than Corn, but yeah, better than Cult Leader, I'd say for me. Um, I want to listen to it again. I it, the only the only bad thing is on my first listen, everything kind of runs together because they're all pretty crunchy grooves, but yeah. nothing really like super stood out. Like you know when you listen to an album, there's like oh these two songs are yeah. the fucking jam. The rest are okay, but these two like I couldn't find those two on the first listen. Maybe they're there, and I have to listen to it again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, they fucking, like, they rock the fuck out, man. Like, they're they're pretty tough. Yeah, I think, I, I, I get what you're saying, because, like, I think most hardcore albums have those, like, tracks you're like, fuck yeah, put on this song. Yeah. The song will yeah. get us fucking, like, well, 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 the rest of the album could be great throughout, but I feel like right. a lot of, like, metal and, like, hardcore that's coming out now is more of a, I feel like it's a whole album kind of thing, you know, like, it's. Uh-huh. You're getting experience when you put the album on. So it's not like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this stuff live, they'll definitely be like a standout song. Like when they play right. something like, oh, fuck, yeah, that jam is good. Oh, it's even better live because right, this right, shit's right. even crunchier and even fucking heavier live. <laughs> um, but I think like, because I didn't like, like Bleeding in the Blur is like the big single off of it's where the, the girl sings on it. Okay. Which is okay. what I will say we'll be playing while before we start this. Uh-huh. Um, but um. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I don't think there's really like a standout track, but that doesn't mean that the album's bad. I think it's a solid album. I like the presentation of it. I like, uh, you know, uh, I feel like it all flows pretty well. I mean, I haven't listened to it like straight, like all the way through because I have to flip sides. So there is that break of like I have that silence, you know, and then yeah, I flip the it re- over and the then I get side two. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just thought I thought it was good. I, uh, you know, I was very skeptical when I first put it on because I was like, Major label stuff, man, or like bigger label stuff can either be good or really fucking bad because you have a lot more shit going into the production, a lot more expectations. Like they want, they might want singles or something that sounds like a single. So I'm kind of glad that like you didn't find like a track. You're like, fuck yeah, that track, you know? Because you like you, so, so, so you like it all kind of blurring together as an album rather that than just, one for standout like, single. Yeah, like, because, I mean, if there was a standout single, I'd be like, fuck, they made that song just for, like, hardcore kids, man. Right, right, right. That's the anthem. I like that it's, you're going to have to, like, dig through that, listen to it several more times, and be like, this track is fucking dope. This is the track I like. You know, this is the track I think they should make a video for. Yeah, do you ever feel like those songs that you like immediately kind of don't stand the test of time? Like, there's always, even, like, I don't know, if there's bullshit pop songs that you like that you don't want to admit you like, like... You you might really love it the first couple listens, and then like the second day you listen to it, you're like, God, that shit sucks, dude. You know, it's like this this shit like burns off real quick. Whereas, mm-hmm. I think what maybe what you're trying to say, I, I don't know for sure, but uh, the stuff that requires a second, third, fourth listen, that's the stuff that's like the real good shit. I that's the stuff that keeps you coming back to that record. I feel um, right, right, right. I mean. I feel like, because I, I, I understand what you're saying, but just because I, I feel like everyone knows I listen to a lot of shit. So like, <laughs> my, like my ear is kind of trained to be like, I'm going to like this right away. Not right. to say that I don't have like, on that Seosin album, my favorite track is like Old Friends. I don't know if that was like a popular track just because I got to the album later, but I love that fucking track. And the more I go back to it, there are other tracks that are starting to get to that, like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice this part before. And I'm liking this a little bit more than I like Old Friends. Because Old Friends starts off strong, but then kind of, like, kind of, like, 
kind of goes to the softer side, but that opening's pretty de like that opening's pretty heavy. Um, so yeah, like, uh, but that's the thing I like about like this Code Orange album and like kind of like why I like Cult Leader so much is because there aren't standout tracks. Like I love like Lightless Walk, that whole album I fucking love. There's like not a song on there that I'm like, oh, I only like these three songs. They're the best. The other ones are, they're good, but you know, these three songs are like their best. Like I like picking up an album and I go, oh God, I got to listen to side two right now. Cause it's got this track on it and this track and this track. And it's like, oh wait, you just said the whole side B of that record. Oh yeah, I need to listen to it. So I think when I get, when I'm listening to albums and I only go, oh, I like three, four tracks off this. That's an album I don't need to own. I don't need in my life all the time. Like something I'm not going to go over. Like I'm just going to walk in the door and be like, it's time to chill out. Or it's like, I've been angry today. I need to listen to metal or whatever. You know, I'm not going to reach for that album. Cause I know some of that album I'm not going to enjoy. So I put on the albums and I'm like, this is killer all the way through. I need this in my life right now. So, and, but yeah, I just, that's what I like. This Code Orange album is kind of like that. I like that you have, that it makes me want to listen to side two. I need to know what's on that second side, or I need to listen to the last five tracks or last four tracks. Cause I mean, I think that's what makes a great album is when you want to listen to the rest of it. You don't just put it in, listen to three tracks, you know, or, pull it up on Spotify or Apple Music and just go, I want to hear these two tracks, and then I'm moving on to the next two tracks, three tracks from this band. Not that I'll be buying as many albums as you do, but there, I think, um, you know, in the next month or so, I will be getting a, a record player. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, I'm assuming you can attest to this, but I think that the music listening experience changes whenever you listen to it via vinyl. Yeah. You have to kind of listen more attentively. Would you say that's that's the case? Yeah, I would say that's the case. And, and I, this is going to get into like the realm of music snobbery um, and stuff. Go ahead, but, dude. Go ahead. And I, I'm i just going to be in the camp of vinyl to me is the best way to listen to things. Most people um, would agree, I think. You know, I'd say after that would be CD. But like a lot of people are listening to stuff on Apple Music and Spotify. So well, that's, what you're that's getting... the thing. It's the same. If you have a CD or, or Apple Music or Spotify, it's an MP3. It's the exact same thing. Whereas when you get a vinyl, it's. I mean, look, I don't, I don't claim to know a bunch of shit about this stuff. You know more than I do, but it's obviously a much different experience than listening to an MP3 on any format. Correct. Well, well, yeah. Like so, like you get a CD, and that's like. So they have to compress it to put it on a CD, right? Uh huh. So you're getting a compressed version of a full file. Whereas on a bigger format, like a vinyl record where you have all the space or like even you're going to, Andrew, getting this probably some of the records you're probably going to pick up that you love. You're going to get to this thing where it's like, you're like, this is a 10 track LP and it's on two fucking LPs. Cause it's 180 grams and it's been remastered. So it sounds really fucking good, but you know, you're going to have to flip it over. <laughs> like, like I hate double LPs by the way, especially if it's like 10 tracks, that shit will still sound better not on two discs like whatever that's a whole other argument that like it it really deters me when something's remastered and it comes out on two lps and i know it's been released on one before and i get it there are fans out there i even have some of like refuse shape of punk to come as a double lp i just love that fucking record some of the sunny day real right. estate i have is double lp so when you're getting so compression they have to compress this file even more sometimes for itunes or spotify so you're not like getting the full like the full dynamic range of a song because it's been compressed so much. Right. And I didn't really notice this 
um, with some some stuff on iTunes sounds fine. Like if I put on the record, I'm like, oh, this is very similar. That's good. I can notice slight differences, but that's just like because I listen to a lot of fucking music. <laughs> but um, I was reading an article about um, when Converge uh, remastered You Fail Me. And uh, the guitarist, Kurt Ballou, was talking about how much like he hates working with iTunes and having to compress their shit so much. And I was okay. like, I don't, I've never noticed that. And I put on... I was listening to something on some Converge album on iTunes and I was like, holy fucking shit, this sounds terrible. Like I'm missing like half of like, you know, the bass or even a fucking drum beat just sounds like it's just like cut, you know, it's it's when you I would just say this is an experiment for listeners who like have their favorite albums and they know inside and out. Like as soon as that record comes on anywhere you're at, you're singing every word to it. You want it louder. The bar says no. You were too drunk, sir. Calm down. You go, no, <laughs> play it louder. Um, you know, and then go and listen to like maybe an iTunes like master of it, because that usually means it's been compressed or something. So right, um, that's like my biggest beef. And like I, I just think the range of quality of uh, a record is great. I also like that. Um, I was reading a Bruce Springsteen uh, uh, autobiography, and that he was talking about how records are different today because. Back then, you would do a side A, and those were like, get them. Sell this fucking record off these four or five songs. Like, this is your time to shine. Maybe one kind of weird track. But side B was like your experimental side. Like, you could do an acoustic jam. You could do something a little different. Have, like, a different instrument here or there, you know? Um, And I thought that was really interesting, because that's not the way music's made anymore, you know? Oh, no, not Um, at all. So it's really weird to listen to, like, something like, like, say you take, like, a classic album, like, Born in the USA where it's definite there's like the hits are on one side, man, maybe another hits on the other side just because it became one later or whatever. But like listening to like a, this code orange record is it's like, you almost need to hear it. It's an entirety not broken up. Um, I had this, I had this happen with the Rolling Stones album that I was listening to it on CD all the way through, just like back to back. And I didn't like it, but then we had the record come in. It's a the harder one. It's like a, to say Tannic Majesty's Request album. It's a great album. Fucking love it. But I only love it because I got it on LP and I had to change sides. And it makes uh-huh. so much more sense, like, listening to it. Um, you just have to listen to it. It's hard to, like, I, I don't even think I could explain it. Dude, but. well, like, I was listening to, uh, so I listened to a lot of podcasts, and one of the podcasts I listened to this week was uh, Retronauts, which is under the Laser Time Podcast Network. And this guy did a music episode of retro knots of retro game music mm-hmm. and he said you know it might be awkward to say that uh video game music which is of course entirely digital yeah would would sound better on album but it does <laughs> he's like look up these data they're called it's a company called data discs mm-hmm. it's a british company the prices are listed in pounds, but you can play, pay via PayPal, PayPal and <laughs> and get it sent to you or whatever. And I, I definitely want to get a couple of those. Um, you know, I mean, it's just the fact that even fucking, like, digital music can sound better, let alone shit like the Beatles, White Stripes, you know, all the classic yeah. rock. You know, all that shit sounds better, obviously. Um yeah, dude, I actually, look, that well, shit's in my Amazon cart. 
I just am being very, uh, you know, I got to be strategic about when I buy it, <laughs> but it's going to be happening this year. Cool. Record player will be bought. Well, like if they're getting like the original files of this music when it was made, because yeah. they had to compress it to put it in, you know, the whatever game. format. Right. You know, whatever this game's on, you had to shrink it for size limitations and all the shit they have to do. So like if they're getting like the legit, like the real copies or the real masters, that shit's going to sound fucking dope. Right. Because you're yeah. getting the full experience. It's like when you like, you know, you know, if you've seen a cut to shit film on TV and you get the actual film through Criterion. Right. You know, and it's like the right. the one cut and it's like the first print or whatever. Like that shit looks better. Sounds better. Like you're just getting the full experience. And it's the same thing with like a record. Like if you can find those master tapes to have them, that shit's going to be dope, you know? Right. So... Yeah, I mean, the guy, the guy in the podcast is talking about the uh, Panzer Dragoon uh, soundtrack, which was done by a guy that hadn't done game soundtracks before. Mm -hmm. Please go look up this episode, um, everybody, uh, if you're listening. But uh, it's very interesting, and he plays a lot of the tracks. So it's it's a cool little like half podcast, half music listen session if you listen to this podcast episode. It's called it's Retro Knots. Uh, anyway. Uh, he goes into uh, like th this guy was a, you know, he's, he was kind of a, a legit musician composer that hadn't done games before, but I don't know, I guess one of the guys at Sega knew him, but uh, mm -hmm. you get to hear that soundtrack, I guess you could say in its full glory on the vinyl release. Yeah. The fucking Panzer Dragoon, you know, a Sega Saturn game. Yeah. But it's, it's 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 orchestral and you know fully fleshed out. So and what I listened to on the podcast, it was it was fucking great. You know, it sold me, and I was like, "Fuck, dude! If this fucking video game fully digital shit sounds this good, how much more so with the with the uh, with anything else?" And I grew up with my mom. My mom has a huge record record collection, and she would put on shit all the time. So you know, I. I grew up with, with with records in a certain way, but I I've never really owned a record player myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really like all this resurgence now. I like that you know you're getting some soundtracks that, you know, I I like that they're moving into game scores now, because they were doing Excellent. this whole like, you know, they were like reviving a lot of older film soundtracks and like even older horror movie film soundtracks, and stuff like that, which I was like, oh, this is so good. This is great. Like. I liked it, like, and I also think to me, for me, vinyl's more collectible. Because I don't put it on all the time. You know, right. a CD, I'm just going to throw in my car, I'm going to listen to it a bunch of times, and I get scratched up. And there's no real value in them unless you get, like, maybe, like, first pressings or, like, gold. The, those gold masters they did, like, forever ago, those go for some money. But, um, you know, like, I just think it's more collectible. It looks nicer on a shelf than, like, a shit ton of CDs, you know? Yeah, they look you know, cooler you get, than You CDs get great artwork sure. with them, especially with a lot of those, like, uh, Death Waltz and, like, Mondo releases and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure I that paint... Fucking Mondo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's, like, pissed he has to buy so much shit. Dude, I I had to... I can't I can't buy them, man. Like, I, I haven't gotten into, re if I I haven't get... into records. Like, I've got a if few... If I go down that road, whew. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't go down the record road. I've got I've got a couple... Yeah, but I can't. You know, I think for me, music. I've, I've I've got Apple Music or whatever, and I think I'm I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm pay I pay a certain amount a month, and I basically get all I basically get all the things. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? No, no. I I used to have it, but like I have to like I, I was buying me I was buying albums off of iTunes because I just wanted to listen to that, and I have to use data uh-huh. for anything. Then I was picking it up on record or just buying records. I was like, no, stop. Spent like I yeah. like, I, I think like like um Joey like you collect like the things that you collect and stuff, and right. I basically stopped doing like movies and stuff. And I was like, if I have to have to collect one thing, it's gonna be music. So like. Yeah, just, good. That's it. It's vinyl, man. It's like that. I've also I mean, gotten back into tapes. I have a shit ton of tapes now. Tapes, nice. really? I've, st- I've still got old, oh, my old tapes. Like, well, they're just like, like, go ahead. Oh, they're just so cheap now. Like, you can walk into, yeah. like, if you want to try an album out, like, I mean, some of it's going to be older. Like, I just picked up at a Half Price Books, like, some old Revelation and Equal Vision stuff. Like, I got Far Side, this band called Shift, and then an early Quicksand release, like a dollar okay. a piece. It's got like six tracks on it. That's worth it. You can't buy that shit. If you go on iTunes, you know how much you have to pay for that? Six bucks. Because there's six songs on it. Right, right. It's not not a bad deal, but for a dollar, fuck yeah, man. I think with movies, you know, a a lot of the the collecting, you know, you run out of room in your small apartment or whatever, you know, when you become an adult. You know, you're trying to find work and Blu-rays come out and they're always like 30 bucks or whatever and you know, I think I've kind of, if I'm going to get a movie now, it's on iTunes. I'm just going to oh, get yeah. a digital movie. I don't have to like, it's not physical. I'm just, you know, go straight to digital. I've still got my, basically the majority of my DVD collection. Um, <clears throat> there are a lot of stuff that I was like, nah, I don't really need this movie. And I kind of got rid of, but yeah. you know, it's, it's an old bookshelf. Um, and so, you know, as far as like, I get comics every, you know, every, they, they come out every week, but I go every couple weeks. Um, video games, I guess that's really the two that I continue to spend money on, really. Yeah. And I'll get, you know, I'll get, a, like I said, I'll get a toy here, I'll get a movie there, you know, every now and then, but. <clears throat> yeah, I've just tried to keep it, like, I mean, I buy video games and stuff, like. Um, and I'll buy a couple of movies that I know I'll rewatch, but I very much try to like get my life down to like things I need to have, even records. Like I have like a lot of records, but it's, it's like stuff that I really need in that collection. I mean, there is some stuff I just find really cheap and I pick up. Yeah, I mean, for sure. If, if you get a if, sale going, if it's a $20 record and I get it for seven to eight bucks, like fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah, I listen to it a couple of times, probably sell it like in a couple of months or something <clears throat> to get something else. But, um, I really started to like try to sell stuff and like put that stuff back out there and then get new stuff for myself. Cause someone else is get, like, when I find a record, I'm like, why the fuck would someone get rid of this? They had the same feeling. Like they sort of like that record. But, you know, they wanted something else or they needed something else in their life. And I like I feel like I have to put good stuff back out there to get the stuff that I really want. But you so have the way I've been trying. You have some records that you're not going to get rid of, right? Oh, yeah, or, dude. OK. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's probably getting, yeah, uh, there's probably like 100. I'm just like, no, can't never. Ever. Yeah, 100. Wow. I'm going to be getting at least a couple Metallica albums. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean. The, the good thing about like Metallica too is is like you're getting some pretty nice remasters of like Kill 'Em All and stuff. Master so that album's puppets, gonna, man. Well, like that, like that early stuff where like you've probably only heard like the CD version, right? You I know, have, yeah. So like when you get this like remaster of like or the cassette, probably, yeah. Like that's gonna sound so. I honestly, <laughs> I can't wait for you to get one and listen to you be like, dude, this album sounds so badass. Because like you're dude, gonna notice yeah, a difference, yeah. I think, since it's you're like a, a big fan of them. It's in my cart, man. It's just, you know, I got to plan my purchases and shit. But yeah, expect I, to happen soon. 
would I notice a difference on like Apple Music if it's like a remastered edition? I don't know if they have um, Metallica. Yeah, you would. Like but... you, you probably know notice a little like audio difference. But I was like telling Andrew about some albums. It just depends on the band. Sometimes they compress it to shit, and like, mm-hmm. and that's like if you've heard it on vinyl and then you're listening to it compressed, you can definitely tell like, you know that it has been you're losing some quality there and right right i mean if you really like something like i was telling andrew it's like you know watching like leon the professional then seeing like the professional you're like fuck this isn't the same movie the shit sucks it's like like, theatrical versus extended yeah this is the same kind of thing um so or now you get now it's dvd and they just watch it on blu-ray yeah right right right, you're like okay there's a difference yeah, yeah, and I know, like, uh, weren't we talking about some people were like, uh, like, I think Matt, Matt Herring was on or something, and we were talking about, um, someone was asking, like, could you really tell the difference between Blu-ray or something? Or, like, when we knew that we could tell the difference? Mm-hmm. And I was just, dude, like, there was stuff in the thing on Blu-ray. Like, I never knew that doctor had a fucking nose ring. <laughs> the one guy who gets his arm spit off. That motherfucker oh. has a nose ring through that entire thing. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like the first dog shot when it's like really dark in the back, there's like an yeah. eye, a small eye that opens up. I've never seen that oh, shit. Yeah. I've seen that shit on VHS and DVD. Never noticed it because it's so fucking dark. Because I was always afraid with like Blu-ray would always like, maybe it would be too clean. Like, do I really want to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre like the best possible way? <laughs> no, that's like Texas. Texas Chainsaw to me is like a V. Like I need that gritty VHS. But it's going it's, it's I changed gonna my look like that. It's gonna look still look like a grainy film, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing that always like I was hesitant about until yeah. I saw the thing, and then I was like, "Fuck yes, I'll watch everything on Blu-ray I can." Yeah, because <clears throat> I'm getting the best possible version of this film I can, and now it's like 4K, and it's like, God damn, stop making all the shit look so good. I know that's like that's kind of why it's like <laughs> I've just kind of quit like. You know, and maybe as 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 a as a younger adult, like you know, as I was like learning about films and 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 watching all the cl- like classics and what was coming out around as I was growing up, those films meant more to me than necessarily the movies that are coming out now for me to like purchase. You know, I was I was like really wanting to purchase all this all these movies, and now it's like, you know, I. Maybe the, the fact that it's so saturated, and there's just so much stuff out there now. It's like I'll probably never watch it again, but maybe once again. And so, like, should I bother buying it? Yeah, you know, I do like this movie, but should I bother buying it? Like, I'll buy. You know, I've I've got I think I've got every Chris Nolan movie for the most part. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and there's just a few others, a little Marvel movie here or. You know, I got hell or high water and, you know, I, I'm trying to buy a few here and there, but yeah, it's just, it's not every Tuesday like it used to be. <laughs> Best buy days. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the days back in the day. No, I, like, I totally get it. I'm trying to like, I was like looking at my DVD collection with how you're saying, and it's like, I have new movies in there, but I'd probably say like 90% of the collection is old shit, like from that I grew up with watching. That like I like it's hard to find. Netflix doesn't have it. I'd have to download it or something, or rent it. And it's like I should just own this fucking movie because apparently mm-hmm. I've seen it a million times and I want to watch it a million more. You know. So. Right. I just want to before this podcast ends. <laughs> yeah, go there's ahead. something that comes out on Tuesday. I think we all know what it is. Oh Lord. Hold on. 
Tuesday's the 24th. Mm-hmm. We've been playing this series since PlayStation. Is it coming out on the 24th? Yeah, Tuesday. I thought it was the 27th. No, it's the 24th. Motherfucker. Wait, All say right. it, say it. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. the, what's going on? Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 7. 7. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I just expectations, like... Anybody know what the fuck's going on in that game? Because I have no fucking clue what this game is about or how it, how it ties in. I'll, I just, I, I'll give you guys, a, you know, uh, my my thoughts as I play before Maddie gets into town. We might have a Superhouse yeah. video of, of this. Oh, no, you have to have me playing yeah. that VR. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be so scared. <laughs> Maddie, That's why, that, like, I wasn't, wasn't going to play the game till like, we did the VR thing. I was just, like, going to get it and just, like, pl- play more of The Division or play something else that I need to get through. And mm-hmm. then I was like, no, I need to know because I'm going to be like so freaked <laughs> out playing it. Like I need it at least for the first little bit. I need to know what I'm going to be doing with the VR on. Like I, I just to like give my, I don't know, man. I'm so scared to play it. In VR. <laughs> I think it's it's so funny how, how, how horror is your main shit, but you still get very scared. It well, like. It's like people are like, oh, don't you know this is coming? Why do you jump? Mm-hmm. I was like. A lot of fucking people have roller coasters. They know what the fuck's gonna happen. Maddie, they love that shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You, you played PT, Maddie? Um, I didn't because I didn't have a PS4 before they like. I was you trying didn't... to scramble and get one okay. before they like Got deleted it. it. Yeah. But I watched uh, a bunch of videos of uh, okay, people playing it, and um, I like watched all the different endings. My favorite one was this girl. Just like she was playing it, and she just like her reactions were basically my same reactions, just not as loud. And I kept mine inside. But, Dude, um, I, I played it and like I just, I'd get through each, I'd get through each little corridor section, you know. Yeah. And start over, and I'm like, oh god, what's going to happen now? Turn a corner, the 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 hallway is dark. I'm like, fuck. I get yeah. introduced uh, to PT. Why do I get go, Why do I gotta go down this corridor? Why went, is the light out? Why? I went to the, I went to my local GameStop and I was going to buy the uh, PlayStation headphones. And mm-hmm. when I bought them, I, I I guess I asked the guy. I don't know how we got on this conversation, but I asked the dude, what what should uh what should I play? What really shows off the headphones? And he was like, dude, PT man, you gotta <laughs> listen to you gotta play PT with those headphones in the dark. And I was like, all right. And then I did, and I, I dude, I couldn't fucking finish it. It fucking freaked me the fuck out. Dude, I can't I can't do video games and headphones, man. Like horror games, I'm like, nope. Dude, I need that distance. I need that distance. With Resident Evil and shit, and Alien, you know, Alien was one of the first games I got for uh, for PS4, and and didn't you know, scary, but didn't scare me that much. But PT definitely scared the shit out of me. It it felt like somebody was around the corner, you know. That game like taps in that like that thing tapped into just like watching it being played. I was even scared, like just watching it because you've played games, you know, like all the. Like what they're going through when they're going through this, but uh, dude, uh, that just taps. <laughs> whatever they were trying to do with that game was tapping into something. Yeah, definitely. that I don't think that was gonna like take us to another dimension. That's not a happy place. <laughs> right. And that's probably why they canceled. They're like, you know what? We actually opened a portal to hell. Let's close this shit down. <laughs> Guillermo um, was tapping into some fucking. Uh, I mean, it's just shit. Yeah, dude. Like, cause. That was I was kind of hesitant to play the beginning hour Resident Evil Seven because everyone's like, oh, it's like PT, and I was like, oh my god, dude, I don't know if I can handle this by my, I don't know, I just like it's gonna scare the shit out of me. So I played it the other day, not nearly as terrifying. Not nearly as terrifying, but yeah, yeah, I, I see where everybody's coming from. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that 
the two things that got me like the sound is really good in it mm -hmm. um i did have my volume turned up pretty high on my tv um some of the noise stuff got me uh the the one where you're exiting for the like the first kind of ending and the mannequin falls down mm -hmm. whew, jumped <laughs> whew, got me. he got me guess because i was ready to just get the fuck out of there i was like all right let's see how this ends like is there anything where are you going this? boy and then the second one the second ending i got is like when the guy where you're trying to leave the where you start mm -hmm. and there's a guy that just walks past the door i was like holy fuck no that's yeah. like that scene out of the beyond no that's so yeah. fucked up and then um yeah that was good um i didn't get to like the fast run ending or whatever i think it's the third one or whatever but i, I got it's i got the regular one you know when the, first, the demo first came out and i got the one where i got infected because that, that, that monster in the basement hit me, so I got infected. Oh, how the fuck do you get to the basement? Can you just jump down there? Oh, fuck, I turned the shit on. <laughs> monsters. <laughs> so, so you get... There's a door. This must be... Yeah, there's a door now uh, that you can unlock that's right by the door where the VCR is, you know? And you can yeah. lock the fireplace. Uh -huh. Outside that door, I think to the left, is this door you can open it leads into like another wing of the house okay and there's more stuff to do in there Ooh, i don't think it, i think my thing i think it was updating while i was playing it so maybe you didn't play that okay maddie mm. i know what i'm doing tonight maddie. <laughs> yeah. maddie. I, I need it i mean the game comes out uh i was like i was i i sold some stuff at gamestop and um the guy was like hey uh just so you know, if you come in here on Monday at like eight fifty nine, we can give you the game. I was like, "Yes, I'll be here. I need to play it." Nice. So, I'll get it tomorrow at that time. So. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, I'll, fuck. I got. I got. I'll, I'll pre-order it so it'll it'll automatically load and I'll have it uh, by nine p.m. I think here in LA. Yeah. Um, so damn, you'll I, have it three hours before me. Shit. I know. I'll just be yeah. ruining everything. <laughs> just kidding. No, no. Maddie, how is it? Shh. Shh, 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 shh. Stop playing. Yeah. Stop playing. Stop playing. Maddie, how is it? Too spooky. I can't play it anymore. Yeah, Maddie's like ghost white and speechless. Uh, that's going to be VR. I'm, I am <laughs> terrified to do it, but I think it'll make a great Superhouse video. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to have happening. several drinks before this happens, though. That's next weekend, right, Maddie? Yeah. 28th. Oh, I'll be there the 28th through the 4th. Oh man! Also, All Joey, right. I need a ride from the airport. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got I'll be in that. at like eight. Uh, if everything goes well, like eight thirty a.m. in L.A. Oh shit! Yeah, send me your info. Oh, okay, that's cool. I will All do. Right. All right. So, I'll, I'll be there pretty early for Saturday. So if like anything's going down that night, oh yeah, that's right. Go, it's Saturday. We, we gotta plan out. some shit then, guys. We yeah. All right, we'll we'll talk over the week. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll be cool. working, but most I think two or three days I get off at four. So. If you guys want to talk anytime during that time i'll be playing resident evil so that was episode 51 i hope i spoiled uh split for you because it's great you should go see it after we spoil it for you that's it it's done it's over tune in next time for 52 you jerks Hey everybody, this is Andrew from Superhouse. I'm just here to remind you guys to check out our Patreon page. 
It's at patreon.com slash superhousepodcast. And also we have an email. You can email us directly at superhousepodcast at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please check us out there. Thanks.